102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And Foreigner with Baxton Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be snow in the forecast. I don't know. I see some light snow showers this morning. This is why I I don't always believe the science in front of me. High of 44. Either way, it's going to rain. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 49. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. If you can make it past the blizzard, uh, the good chance that Marty Caproni will be here today. Yeah, I don't know. He might... uh, it might be snowed in. Well, that's exactly yeah, what I yeah, yeah. didn't. Uh, I don't discount that possibility. Right. Uh, we'll also have the Iron Maiden tickets to give away, and we'll tell you more about uh, the Mayflower Marathon comedy night, which is tomorrow night. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to be a humdinger. And uh, are you going to do your five minutes? I thought the idea was to do five good minutes. I got like no, two good minutes no. and like a bunch of fluff. It's just five minutes. You don't have to be good. Oh. Believe believe me, I I don't want to set myself up for failure. Uh, But we'll talk about that maybe a little bit later on today, too. Plus, we're going to talk about the Feel Good Shop Local. That's something to come up uh, later on this morning. There you go. 536 on Rock 102. Go right into it. Somehow you... Still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash... Ah, how nice is this? It's been said that uh, Lisa Kudrow is adopting Matthew Perry's dog. Well, that's nice. Here's a problem, though. It can't be true because Matthew didn't even have a dog. I don't know why this rumor is being spread around uh, the Internet, but it has been. Somebody who wanted this to happen, but... But Lisa Kudrow didn't realize that he didn't have a dog? I thought they were friends. It's not Lisa's uh, problem. It's the internet telling people, hey, Lisa's doing this great thing by taking in his dog. He's, he didn't have one. Did he have any pets? Uh, he did have a doodle mix named Alfred with his ex fiance Molly Hurwitz, but she took it when they split back uh, in 2021. So he doesn't terrible. have that dog. What about a smelly cat? Does he got a smelly cat? Well, I'm sure Lisa Kudrow has one of those. <laughs> I'm At sure her she age, does. Oh, right, that's what you. I'm talking about. Uh, law enforcement sources say Matthew couldn't have been in his hot tub for very long before the assistant found him because his body wasn't waterlogged when first responders showed up. It makes you wonder if Matthew hadn't sent the assistant out for an errand to buy him an iPhone and some glasses, maybe he would have been there to save him and Matthew would still be with us. I would love to have an assistant that would go and get me a new iPhone. I'm uh, about due for an upgrade. And I would rather have somebody else do it for me. I, I, I was reading that this morning going, Matthew Perry can afford an assistant. Why can't I? <laughs> because even though he's not technically, no. hadn't been technically working that hard. I don't have any friends money. You don't have friends money. That's exactly. Right. You got you got Rock 102 money. Uh, a 2004 interview with Jennifer Aniston is going viral because she cried at the thought of losing Matthew then when he was going through his, uh, you know, his drug-riddled lifestyle that he was living. Right. Just 24 hours before his death, Matthew was spotted having dinner with a woman at the Hotel Bel Air, and he seemed to be in good spirits. All right. Well, I mean, it happens. It's a death. And all these people, like, try to wonder, what happened? Well, uh, he fell asleep or something. I don't know. Maybe he yeah. took something. Maybe he You don't it uh, you don't know. And it sounds like uh, you know, he had been kind of on the straight edge for a little bit. 
Uh, yeah, he was trying, and it didn't work out for him. 19-year-old Sammy Sheen, Charlie Sheen's kid, yeah, is an OnlyFans model who's planning to get breast implants. And while most of, it's, most of us see it as karma for her dad, Charlie, uh, and can get a good chuckle out of it, one person is not amused, Denise Richards, the mother. Hmm. She's against it because she got hers done at that age, and it's one of her biggest regrets. She says, quote, I'm trying to talk her out of it, and the reason why I'm getting them out is that I didn't know how toxic they were when I was 19, and it's not an easy surgery. It's very, very painful. You know, <clears throat> you and I should really think about doing an OnlyFans page. You know, we, we've talked about this before. Yeah. And we never did anything with it. Well, I think it's about time we uh, ramp up our game. We need to start finishing goals. Yeah, because yeah. we've got lots of them. I'm just thinking that you know, it might be kind of cool. I mean, it doesn't have to be pornographic, but you and I can be suggestive. Why wouldn't it be pornographic? That's the whole point, isn't it? Not everything on OnlyFans is pornographic, from what I've heard. That's like, say, that's like saying, oh, I only read Playboy for the articles. There's probably 99% porn and 1% anything that anybody else would want to look at. Playboy had articles? It did, believe it or not. Jesus. Not the penthouse letters either. I'm talking about like actual news articles. Really? Yeah. Like, uh, like like exposés and, and essays. Really? Yeah. Where the hell have I been for the last 57 years? Well, you were probably stuck between pages 6 and 9 because you couldn't open them. You used it so much, it leaked through. Page I found a five. butter knife works pretty good. Yeah, well, you, you, you ripped up the words of the story. Uh, let's see. There are people out there who still think that Tyler Durden, Brad Pitt's character in Fight Club, is a role model. Really? Yeah. And for the last time, he's not. David Fincher, who directed the 1999 movie adaptation, says, quote, We didn't make it for those people but people will see what they're going to see. It's impossible for me to imagine that people don't understand that Tyler Durden is a negative influence. People who can't understand that, I don't know how to respond, and I don't know how to help them. Well, people just get really into it. Well, I mean, you know, here's a guy who had a fight club, didn't want to talk about it. In fact, that was the first rule of fight club, that there is no fight club. I don't even know what you're talking about. See? Yeah. There was a movie? There was a fight club? How come I wasn't told about it? Because we don't talk about Fight Club. Well, how am I supposed to get into it? I don't know. It's up to you. Sharon Osborne says that OzFest ended in 2018 because of greedy managers. It was a very weird beast because all the bands were our mates, but the managers were greedy, and for some reason they thought that we were making billions on it, and we were not. We made a profit, but it was not like we could retire on it. Who is that? Ozzy's wife. Oh, isn't she Ozzy's manager? Yes. It Wouldn't she then be among the managers that were uh, well, greedy in all of this? Maybe not in this particular uh, case. Uh, but it wasn't just the managers who were greedy. One year, Danzig refused to go on unless they received an additional $10,000. Mother! <laughs> tell this lady make to pay my way! Who is that? That's uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounded so much like Glenn Danzig. Well, it was Ozzy singing. It was making fun of Danzig doing that. Uncanny. Uh, Sharon promised them the money just to get on stage, but after the show, she refused to give it to them. Oh, see, that's it. Oh, you just did that? Yeah, right. You promised somebody something, and then you're going to renege on it once you're done? Come on. 
Listen, uh, not for nothing, but a lot of managers sometimes are hypocrites. Yeah. Like a Sharon Osbourne. Yeah, yeah. She's a she's a money hungry manager. That's what a manager does. That's what she does. And Kim Kardashian is getting flack for being tone deaf and promoting her skims wear as environmentally friendly when in fact they are not. She talks about rising sea levels and ice sheets melting. Really? She also had something to say. Oh my god, the last time I experienced climate change was when I let when Ray or I'm sorry, when Ray J let me cover my hands in icy hot and I did some glow ball warming near the greenhouse <laughs> gas emissions pipe in that sex tape you can purchase on Uporn for thirty nine ninety five. You know, at first I thought you were off the rails, but then you count right back on. He's got E V E D. At least it's environmental belief. Uh, Caitlin? Oh, I never got that done dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once had her fracking for dude oil. <laughs> we played Catch the Epileptic Turkey. Oh, my God. What are you trying to say? That's everywhere. You're right, of course. Uh, what I'm trying to say is I scaled the skin boat to Tuna Town and stirred the skirt scampi <laughs> and finished with a poop dip swab. All without greenhouse gas emissions. Oh, that's beautiful. How about that? Very good. Uh, environmentally friendly. <laughs> and that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Ah. Are you ready to reduce 611 and heart with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102? It is going to be a mix of rain and snow today. Who the hell is responsible for this? Uh, not me. I wouldn't have chosen that scenario. I would have chosen a much different scenario. I mean, it's I mean, it's November first. Who ever heard of snow coming uh, in November? I don't know. And then uh, tomorrow, uh, sunny with a high of forty nine. It's thirty eight right now in downtown Springfield. You know, you may not know to uh, to look at me, Steve, but uh, I happen to be very highly medicated. Really? Oh yeah, I couldn't do this job you unless look, I was taking uh, like a million pills. You look a little gorked out this morning. Oh, I'm tweaking, dude. Yeah. I'm totally tweaked. Right. So, uh, you know, as a uh, as an employee here at Rock 102, we are offered, um, in fact, it's almost open enrollment season again, mm-hmm. we are offered a, a uh, insurance plan, which I have not used or signed up for in years. Right. Because the last time I was on our insurance, it covered everything but sickness, uh, disease, and Yeah, it covers you injury. all the way up until you get actually sick. Yes, once you yeah. make a claim, yeah. then it is no longer covered. But you're covered up until that point. Yes, yeah. but up until the point where you need medical attention mm-hmm. or medication, then that's, I'm sorry, we, we, don't, uh, we don't cover that. That's not in your plan. So I am now on uh, on my wife's plan. You know, she's a she's a teacher in uh, in Springfield. Oh, look at you with the bougie health insurance. Well, you know, uh, yes, it's good insurance. I have had it for years, and uh, typically, I've had no problem. Now, I'm not going to mention them by name because uh, you know they're they're out there. Anyway, um, I have one medication that the prescription ran out in the middle of October. Yeah. Okay, so it needed to be renewed okay so i'm on the cvs uh app on their website right again and i got no problem with that it usually tells you you know what's got to be refilled what's coming up and all this other stuff but i get this notification about this one medication that uh it is pending now i'm at the point where i've now run out i'm not I, i i'm not taking it right now and it's a good one i mean it's a it's a it's a pretty important medication it's a you know i mean i tell you what it is but that would violate my privacy did you call them and tell them you were depending on your pending load I, were you listening in on the yeah, call because that's exactly I, 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 what i was did, telling you did you oh yeah absolutely yeah. 
But I was picking up other pills the other day, yeah. and uh, I said, hey, uh, not for nothing, I get in the notification that this one is pending. What's going on? And uh, the woman behind the counter says, well, it, it, there's a, one, there's a supply and demand issue on it, and then two, uh, uh, it's being hung up by your insurance company. Okay. So it says on the, uh, on the notification that I should contact my provider. Okay. Okay. So I do. I go on the base state portal, message my uh, my primary care uh, guy who uh, is you know very good on the portal, very responsive, and he says, "Jesus Christ, <laughs> I just sent that paperwork last week." When he says that, yeah, that, that that's not a good sign. No, it's usually an yeah. indication that yeah. he's dealing with this all the time, or. It's a guise. It's a ruse to make it look like we're doing everything we can. Yeah. But oh, these awful companies that uh, don't work with us. Well, here's here's the thing about my doctor. I got a uh, a good working relationship with the guy. I trust him. If he mm-hmm. tells me he's had it up to here with the insurance companies, right. I'm going to guess it's because he's probably had it up to here with the insurance companies, and justifiably so. Being a doctor today is no uh, is no you know picnic. That's for damn sure. Yeah. So then I think, okay, well, uh, the doctor's told me he submitted. I will then contact the insurance company. So I called the insurance company yesterday. And, of course, I'm on hold for a God knows uh, endless uh, amount of time. And I finally get a human being. And uh, I tell this woman what's going on. I'm waiting for this one medication. It's being held up. Uh, I don't know if it's a prior authorization thing or yeah. what it is. She says, okay, hold on. I'll put you on hold. I'll be right back. 45 minutes later. 45 minutes later, she yeah. finally returns and says, well, uh, you need to talk to our uh, our pharma- uh, pharmacist, our pharmaceutical uh, distributor to find out why this is being held up. Well, so then I, that? well, I don't, I don't want to say the name of it because, you know, they're out there. Yeah. So she says, I will transfer you. So I get transferred. And of course- the call fails. Oh. So then I look up the number and I call the number to this place and I finally uh, I finally get into the, uh, the the voicemail system another 45 minutes later. Yeah. Finally talk to a real live human being who says, well, uh, let me give you all your information. Tell me what's going on. I tell her what's going on. I give her all the information. And she says, well, then you need to contact your doctor. And I said, I did. Yeah. And the doctor. They told me to call my insurance. I did. They told me to talk to you. Well, then he needs to contact our prior authorization department. Okay. As if my doctor doesn't have enough to do during his well, day saving okay. lives. I, I don't need to know what medication you're taking, but have you gotten this before? Yeah, I've, without, I've been on it. Without problem. Uh, with, uh, with very, it's with no problem. So I was. Uh, you don't have to go through the. You haven't had to go through hoops to get to this medication before this. No, particular. I've had to go through hoops for other medications. Right. But for this one, this is a brand new one. This is a. This is one that is notoriously a pain in the ass to get. Okay. So, but this is the first time that I've been confronted with this. This pre- kind of. That's what I'm. Yeah. Right. So my doctor. So I. So I. I. I text my doctor again through the portal. Uh huh. And I get a phone call from his assistant saying, "Okay." We've gone through it. We're doing it again. We will see what happens. But just be aware that for whatever reason, this may not go through. And I'm thinking, well, that's 
stupid because as someone who is uh, a member of this particular health care plan, yeah. don't you think that if you've approved me for once, you will continue to pro- uh, approve me for something that is a long-term medication? Yeah, Why right. should I be chasing this down by having to make five different phone calls and waiting 45 minutes to an hour for some human being to actually talk to me? Seems quite ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I'm just one guy. Imagine, imagine you ever talk to someone who's elderly? Uh, I try not to, but yes. You ever try to talk to them about about uh, like changes in the world and they just don't really understand? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, imagine if someone who was elderly had to go through this same horse crap that I just went to. Yeah, that's uh, that's how a lot of them die. Yeah, that's well, that's they exactly don't get their medication because somebody didn't help them exactly get along. This is exactly my point. Survival of the fittest, though. I mean, if you're not smart enough to learn how to navigate the system, eh, maybe you shouldn't be walking around. Maybe I don't want people like that walking around among us. I know, but you know, sometimes the uh, the sick and infirmed can uh, can be cured of their sickness and their infirmary by having. Yeah, but if you're not smart enough to figure it out. You know what I mean? But when it's my time and I can't, for, I I uh, am feeble and can't navigate my way through a health insurance system. Yes, just let me go. No, I understand, Steve. But yeah. you know, when people's lives could be saved because of the medication they are prescribed, I would like to think that it shouldn't be that much of an effort to try to track it down and get it. Okay, fine. You're going to the human humanitarian route on this, but go ahead. Well, anyhow, uh, so I'm still waiting to find out whether I'm going to be getting this yeah. life-saving uh, medication or, or not, because again, you know, if I got to rely on all the other medications I'm taking, then you know, I, I might not make it through the weekend. I, I don't understand why why it's so hard to, to get prescriptions or, or get things approved you're paying all this money every month. You should get if it's if it's if it's matches up with whatever condition you have, then you should be able to get it. You would think so. Yeah. But this whole system is broken. It's a cockamamie way of doing business. It's like it's it's so anti-consumer and it's so much work for the doctor. You have to think, "Well, you know, what's why are we doing it this way? Because it's a shell game, and it's it's if you make somebody frustrated enough, they probably will eventually just drop it. That's usually how it goes, and they're like, okay, well, we're saving the money because we're not paying out the claim. Yeah, so. but isn't there something inherently uh, immoral about that? Yes, it's called capitalism. We've been dealing with yes. it for, since the beginning of time. I, I don't know how else to ex- describe that to you. There's really no way to change that. But it's no different than if you like made a, made a claim uh, on your homeowner's insurance. Like if you, if you had damage to your house, yeah. uh, say like a November snowstorm that uh, no one expected, uh, and you went through your insurance company, it's remarkable how difficult this company that you have been paying money to every month every year oh yeah how quickly they will deny what you need it's not about what you want it's usually what you need like I, your car needs to be repl- you know, fixed because I, you were in an accident you need the car i bought a uh i bought an insurance policy for my mother's house like a home insurance policy yeah wait, wait, you know when we were taking care of it right and uh, and then there was a mold issue. There there wound up being a mold issue eventually. It's Florida, you know, whatever. And it had to be remediated. And it had to be, you know, you're talking like it was like a fifteen hundred dollar job, right? Twenty five hundred dollar job. Sure. Right? We would have paid five hundred for the uh, the deductible thing. So two grand. 
they wouldn't cover it. After telling me all of this stuff when I bought the thing, oh, yeah, this covers you for all kinds of things. And they're like, well, this, this, our, our guy determined this was a previous mold issue at some point, so we can't do this. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? I just spent three grand in a year yeah. paying you for a policy that you're not going to pay out on? I mean, it's kind of... There are expectations you have as a policyholder. That, you know, if you have to make a claim of any kind, whether it's, you know, prescriptions, health, car, or whatever, or life insurance, that there will be no issues because you have never missed a payment, you've always paid on time, and you've always, and you have continued to amass this amount of money that should cover you in case of, you know, difficult times. It turns out that's not what they do. No. What it is, is is it's a shakedown because you can't not have insurance. But yet, you can't access your insurance. I don't understand that. Well, it's the adult conundrum that we all have to deal with. And it's only going to get worse, Steve, because I'm only going to get older. And I'm only going to get more ill. And you're going to get more, you're going to get less uh, sharp in your your handling of these things. Right. Thank goodness my mind is like a steel trap. Imagine what happens if I start becoming weak. Listen, I'm about uh, 12 years younger than you are. Don't be asking me to help you navigate things. I, I'm not sure I really want you as my advocate. Can you get, uh, what's the last four of my social? And uh, what uh, is my mother's maiden name? <laughs> I don't know, Bax. You're the one with the information. I, well, you, I, I don't know how to get into yeah, this. I remember this 15 years ago. Hey, I'm feeble. I'm old. Help me. 623 in Rock 101. Uh, check out Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest is uh, Thomas Walsh, formerly of the band Pungwash. My 200th episode. Pretty cool about that. And uh, got a brand new record out called The Rest is History. It is awesome. You can uh, check that out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, and on rock102.com. All right. All right. Are you, uh, are you ready to laugh? I am. All right. Let's laugh. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. Oh, many years ago, I went to my high school prom. Did you go to your high school prom? I did. I. Uh, it was a very involved process. Leading up to the prom, I had to stand in line to get fitted for my tuxedo. Mm-hmm. Right? I had to stand in line to reserve the limo for the date, right? Sure. And then I had to stand in line again to pick up my tux once it was ready. And then the day of the prom comes around, and I have to stand in line to pick up my boutonniere. You know, a little flower. Sure. Kind of thing. And the, uh, that florist was out of corsages, so I had to go to another florist to get a corsage for myself. Finally, the limo picks me up, takes me to her house. I meet the dad, give her the corsage, and escort her to the limo in style. Limo drops us off the prom. We dance a few dances, then... She says she's thirsty, so I go get her a drink. And much to my surprise, there was no punchline. Get no punchline? Because there was no punchline <laughs> here. I get it. Yeah. Because she was thirsty. Listen, I'm just, uh, I'm just banging them out left and right. Oh, you week. are. Yeah. yeah. Is, uh, I'm, bringing the, I'm bringing the C game today. <laughs> can you do five good minutes? Five, I can do three. <laughs> Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102. Spurs Jobs. 6.30 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Servio Locksmith. They got a key for that. St. James Avenue in Springfield or ServioLocksmith.com. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Five residents are without a home after a basement fire in Ludlow yesterday morning. According to the department, around 7.40 a.m., crews were called to a home at 32 Hampton Street for a fire in the basement. 
Upon arrival, smoke could be seen coming from the side door of the single-family home. Firefighters were able to contain it to the basement, and it was put out by 8 a.m. No injuries were reported to the five residents who are now being assisted by the American Red Cross. One out of four cats removed from the home by firefighters has died, though. Westover and Wilbraham Fire Departments assisted on Hamden Street, and station coverage was provided by the Chicopee uh, Fire Department. I like how we do uh, the credits. We oh, like, yeah, who was responsible for saving lives? Yeah, uh, who And who was covering the station? The station coverage was provided by Chicopee uh, Fire Department. Well, that was very good of them to do. Uh, not to be used without the express permission of Major League Baseball. Even still, man, burning house. It's, uh, it's, not, uh, it's not something I ever want to have to put up with. No. A uh, Holland woman is in custody after crashing her car, crashing her car, and uh, running from police in Ware over the weekend. Where? There over the weekend. Uh, just before 7 p.m. on Sunday, Ware police. Ware police? Ware police responded to reports of a hit and run on West Street. When they arrived on scene, they found a car crashed into a concrete pillar, and the driver had taken off on foot. A state trooper assisting on the call was able to find the driver, Rebecca Cruz, and take her into custody. A driver named Cruz? It's like an Wait. ice cream man named Cone. No kidding. Were they able to get her under control? I don't think so. She was arraigned at the Eastern Hampshire District Court in Belchertown on Monday for operating under the influence, fleeing the scene of an accident and operating a car with a suspended license. Oh, boy. doesn't say uh, what time. 7 p.m.? I guess uh, I guess you're doing a afternoon. Oh, the Pats game just ended a few hours earlier. Maybe you were out at a at a football party. Could be, could be. Yeah, I don't know, man. The uh, diocese of Springfield has issued an update to its list of clergy who have been credibly accused of sexually abusing a minor. The Springfield diocese added a credible allegation against the late Reverend J. Victor Carrier. He was a member of the diocese from 1969 until 2009. He died in 2011 at the age of 67. The alleged misconduct took place between 1981 and 1982 when Carrier was assigned to St. Rose de Lima in Chicopee. Carrier's uh, assignments in the diocese of uh, Springfield, uh, he has a whole list of them. I'm not going to list you all. You want me to list all the places the guy worked? Um, You don't have to. No. New credible findings have also been acknowledged by the diocese on Tuesday against the late Richard Levine and the late stigmatine priest Joseph E. Flood, both of whose names have already been placed on the list. 22 News heard from Michelle Collins, or I'm sorry, Michael Collins, the director of the Office of Safe Environment and Victim Assistance. In a statement, he says in part, it's important to take the names public to our community, acknowledging the trauma of sexual abuse in order to promote the healing of individuals who have been victimized. Collins goes on to say that the diocese must have a transparent system of protocols and procedures that guarantee respect and due process for all involved. I can't believe we're still, like, doing this. Well, I think from the from the diocese perspective, I think they feel like they really need to take responsibility yes, for, but these for, guys, for past, you know, mistakes and abuses. Right, but these guys are dead, so it's not like... Uh, you know, the longer you wait to do this, the longer the time goes by where victims can come forward and say, yeah, you know what, uh, that happened to me too. It just seems a little, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm so... I, 
does it seem what like late to the party here or or, or what is i mean because you're talking about abuses that have happened yeah. as far back as the 60s right but if you're a victim and i'm sure there's a part of you that feels well i got at least a little bit of justice but every once in a while don't you hear a story about like still now sure oh they moved this guy from this place to that place because they knew he was up to something but they didn't want to deal with it so they just moved him to a different diocese that's a it, that's hiding people. That's like you should just be outing these people and getting well, rid of the I disease think, within your organization. I, I I agree. I I believe that this is part of an attempt to do that without fully going uh, all in. I guess it just seems uh, a little tone deaf to be doing it so late in the game. They probably already knew this information years ago. Of course they knew this information. Mm-hmm. That's why they kept moving them around from right. diocese to diocese. That's why they moved all these guys. But you know, the fact of the matter is that you, you have now they are finally now they're finally naming names because you know, there's no escaping the kind of damage this has done to right. the church. And the only way to get past it is to have some level i suppose of of transparency which they have done everything they could to avoid so i mean they have the amount of transparency of like current abuses isn't there but you know at least this is one small step ahead hey uh why don't you turn this audio on because i don't have a script for this uh this story i just have uh this you ready yeah this is uh, from western mass news well maybe not Maybe, uh, maybe, no. uh, okay. Uh, All right. I'm ready. Uh, uh, and now? Well, you know what? Uh, let's see. Where a passenger was arrested after two. Here we, here we go. And we turn now to Bradley International Airport, where a passenger was arrested after TSA agents confiscated gun from someone's luggage. TSA is saying that the 9mm gun was undeclared and improperly stored in the passenger's checked bag. Agents also found 54 rounds of ammunition. 54 the rounds. exact charges were not provided. What are you uh what are you doing uh, on a plane where you need 54 rounds? All right, but this is checked luggage. So it's not like he would have had access to it during the yeah. flight. Now, if this had been in his carry-on or in a personal item, well then I would see where you throw the book at him, but you have to have it properly stored. I just uh properly stored and uh you obviously have to have a license for it. Got to have a license and you have to disclose that you're bringing yeah, a gun. Yeah, you have to have permission to bring that gun with you on the plane, even yeah. if it is in your checked bag. Are people just like, like, let me see if I can get away with this kind of thing? Um, or maybe he's just too stupid to realize that, you know, they sometimes go through your bags if they have uh, like a probable cause to search it. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. I, I, now I can search through your bag because I saw that hair dryer uh, with a scope on it inside the x-ray machine. Well, you, you remember when they, they banned, like, luggage locks? Yeah. I remember getting, a, like, a beautiful pair of very expensive luggage locks, only to have luggage locks um, banned, like, two weeks later after spending way too much money on locks from, like, suitcases. Way too much money. Way too much. And uh, and so they were, uh, they were rendered useless, but... Ever since, I've always kind of wondered, well, you know, how much are they rifling through your luggage at the airport? Yeah. Got to believe if they feel like you're suspicious or th- whether they do like a random search. Well, I know. Like, like every fifth bag gets to get rifled through. Well, they, they x-ray them when they go through that, when they go through the checked baggage yeah. thing. There's reason it, to believe there's something in there. They're right. going to go through it. But how many times have you had the bag come back and it has the little tag on it that they went through it? Yeah, right. We went through your 
You, we went through your unmentionables. Well, what did you see? We can't, can't tell you tell because you they're unmentionable. We can't say it. A, uh, state- Which makes me wonder, okay, let's say it's not a weapon, but let's say it's something inside there that's really embarrassing. Yeah. You know, like, like, a, like, like a, a sex toy. Yes, an yes. implement of some level of pleasure. Which you've heard about before. Oh, you've yeah. heard about like, uh, like somebody forgot to turn the vibrator off and it was going off as it was coming down the carousel. Well, and I mean, also coming out of the baggage claim. And they can both cause explosions. Yes, they in a, can. In a manner of speaking. De- yes, but in different methods. <laughs> uh, 22 News, working hard for you to find out, uh, is it illegal to have things hanging from your rearview mirror? Weren't we just talking about this yesterday, about we guys doing serious time in prison because... They were hanging like a set of rubber testicles off the back of their car. Yes, or the uh, or the tree, the pine trees. When you're when you're when you're on all that meth and weed, you think that you hit a tree, but it's really just the pine tree air freshener going <laughs> back and forth. I don't remember who what comedian that was that said that, but that was funny. A uh, state lawmaker has filed legislation to prevent abuse of obstructed views while driving laws. Uh, state Rep. Uh, Orlando Ramos is behind this proposal. He testified on H thirty four eleven an act uh, relative to obstructed views while driving before the Joint Committee on Transportation on Monday. In Massachusetts, a driver can be pulled over simply for having an air freshener, a necklace, a mask, or any other small item hanging from the rearview mirror. That seems a lot. Uh, what about like a, like, a, like a graduation tassel? I don't know. Is that this, wrong? You know what this is? This is somebody who said years ago, hey, you know what? We need to find more ways to pull people over. If they have something hanging in their rear yeah. view, then we can just do that. Believe- you know what I just found out? What? Um, remember those crown air fresheners that were all the rage for a few years ago? They're like shaped like a crown. Oh, yeah. They put was, on your on your it dashboard. Like crown Royal, almost. Yeah. Like the bag. Yeah. Did you realize anyone that bought those uh, were not technically part of the royal family? They were not. There were no, absolutely no nobility whatsoever. I thought. Uh, I thought that was a requirement. You couldn't have it unless you had some level of. Yeah, uh, association with the with the royal family, like like the King Friday royal family. Yes, oh. right. Or uh, the Burger King royal family. I like the King Friday one. Yeah, he was good. I yeah. like him. Yeah, that's a, that was a good royal family to be a part of. Hello, Lady Lane Fitchhill. Hello, Lady Lane. That's even better. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's better. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> meow, meow, meow. The king's a jerk. Yeah, yeah. What? What did you say, Henrietta? Meow, 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 hostile overthrow. <laughs> meow, 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 insurrection. <laughs> That's what they did on January 6th. They were like, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah you know what? Let's, yeah. go, let's go storm the Capitol. Right. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, 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 stolen votes. Meow, meow. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I like the land because it is kind of like the man to make believe, right? It sure yeah, is. You know, whatever. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, rainy with some snow showers in there. High of 44 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 49. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock, Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 649 in the Eagles with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be a mix of rain and snow showers this morning uh, with a high of 44. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 49. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, next Thursday, November 16th, not tomorrow, the next Thursday, or is it two Thursdays? 
No, it's, uh, let's see, uh, where's the damn calendar? The uh, calendar here, here is, uh, what is the 16th? Uh, that is, uh, uh, that is, uh, oh yeah, like not now, okay, two Thursdays from now, so the 16th, okay? Two Thursdays. Right, we're going to be uh, doing some celebrity bartending at White Lion Brewing in Springfield, uh, with along with some of your favorite Springfield Thunderbird players, pouring beers and raising money for the Mayflower Marathon, which is 19 days away from today. Yeah. Portion of the profits from all Thunderboom burgers and Thunderboom drafts and cans will be donated to the open pantry. So there's a, a way to to, uh, to dish out a little bit of cash when you go. You get the Thunderboom burger and the uh, Thunderboom drafts and cans. I want the Thunderboom burger. I do too. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, that's going to be Thursday evening, November 16th from 6 to 8 at White Lion with us, Banks and Nagel, and the Springfield Thunderbirds in downtown Springfield at Tower Square from Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. That whole weekend is uh, jam-packed. With stuff to do. We've got... Uh, the, the next night on the 17th is the game that we're going to be at for the Thunderbirds uh, in order to start co- the collection. Where, right. Well, they're collecting food the entire month of November inside the Mass Mutual Center for any game that you go to, uh, starting today, obviously. Right. And then uh, those bins are going to be out there, but we're going to be there greeting you with those bins, and we're going to be wearing those shirts that I think they're going to be giving away. Which are awesome. They're going to be auctioning off. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, um, the the on the 22nd, after the Mayflower Marathon is yeah. over with, uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds are going to have Mayflower Marathon night. So if you yeah. want to buy tickets to that game, I, I'd suggest doing it now. It's yeah, it's the night before Thanksgiving. It's, it's not like you're going to work the next day. It's going to be a great game. So much fun last year. We hope to see you out there on the 22nd. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that again. That was fun. I being thought it was a blast. I, being on the Zamboni. The, I lo- the, the, uh, the fan, fan bony. bony. Yeah. Yeah, dropping the puck. And uh, the other thing I noticed is, I don't know if you've uh, ever uh, seen this, but um, I'm not a real tall guy. I'm a perfectly average height of five foot nine. Yeah. When you're standing next to those hockey guys and they're on their skates, they're, they're like seven feet tall, every single one of them. Yeah. You feel like... Like a little tiny child next to these guys. Yeah, I know they're uh, they're well. Is that because they're lifted on the skates? Yeah, is that what it is? Yeah, they're they're how I many mean, inches are on the bottom of a skate? I don't know. What three inches? Three inches. Four inches. Damn. A I'm, good I'm, six inches. I don't know what it is. That means a lot in the hockey world. It sure does. Yeah. It's a, it's a matter of either playing on the ice or or slashing. I always wanted to get those lifters on me to be taller. You don't need to be taller. What yeah, are you, 6'1", six, 6'2"? One, six, uh, six, I, I should be 6'7". Uh, Listen, I, I'd just be I happy to hit. stilts. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. I, I would be happy just to hit uh, six feet. Imagine the things I could do at six feet that I can't do now. Reaching uh, on top of uh, shelves, uh, you know, picking apples from a higher uh, higher elevation. Yeah. Can't do any of those things. Well, you, you're gonna have, Yeah, but you're shrinking now at this point, at this age. You're, you're going you're I know. smaller. You need one of those grabbers so you can grab your stuff off the top shelf. I need a grabber. I need a I need a thing that puts on your socks. I also need a basket in front of my uh, in front of my walker with a horn. With a horn on it. Yeah, and, and tennis, tennis balls. Tennis balls on I, the bottom, I'm right? not that far away from needing that stuff. So you don't scrape the hardwood that you worked so hard for your entire life. I'm not scraping up these hardwood floors with this walker. Now get me some half tennis balls and we can glue them to the bottom of this thing. 
And where's my pills? How come CVS has well, approved see, that medication? See, that, that just it just that proves my point. You know, I'm I'm now arguing old people type of arguments. Yeah. You know, like where's my where's my medications? You know, like or I have to call my insurance because of my deductibles. All right. You know how we were talking the other day about how like you see people that you went to high school with and they look exactly like their parents as you remember them back. Yeah. Which means you probably look like your parent at that age that you are now that they were then you know do you get where i'm going with that yeah no i do i do yeah so it's kind of like what what's gonna happen to us when we're older like i can see you being the guy carrying an oxygen tank around with you all the time (laughs) you know like you know know what i'm talking about you've seen those people and then then i take up smoking just to give it a little bit more of a risk yeah you're taking the oxygen and then like complaining as you sit down somewhere like in a denny's you're like oh Oh, God. Oh, I, uh, this is the worst, worst three hours I've <laughs> oh, been out of the house in my entire been, life. Been killing my lumbago. Yeah. Yeah, I, the, uh, there was, I was on uh, Snapchat the other day to pretend I was like a, like a youthful, spry young man. Oh, a little filter on there? And they had the, uh, the filter that turns you like into an old guy. Yeah. Couldn't tell the difference. It was just you. I was wondering if the filter was broken. No. Yeah, no. Th- there's a threshold to all those things. It, it only stops making you age a certain thing. You know what I look like? I look like Whitey Bulger when I do that. Do you really? Yeah, it's you know, this weird, like, white beard. Like like on the run, Whitey Bulger? Or like, uh, you know, no, like still I got, whacking dudes on the, on the, uh, you know, on, on, in Southie? No, like I got caught with my oxygen tank in my apartment because I was too old and feeble to keep running anymore. But you had hundreds of thousand dollars <laughs> stacked up in the walls. Oh, yeah, they were yeah. all inside the drywall. Wow, that's a hell of a filter. It was like the showcase showdown on The Price is Right as soon as you took a <laughs> sledgehammer to the to the... To the uh, breakfast room. <laughs> it's 6.56. Comedian Marty Caproni will be joining us in just a few minutes on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't know if you are aware of this, but apparently... The World Series is going on. Oh, I know. I was every bit as surprised to learn about that as you are. In fact, according to multiple sources, they've already they're already four games into this, with the Texas Rangers leading the series three games to one over the Arizona Diamondbacks. I also just found out that Texas won Game Four last night by a score of eleven to seven. Now, I don't know about you, but I was able to find other things to do last night than watching a single moment of the World Series. Instead. I chose to embrace a good night's sleep, virtually ignoring the fact that the Fall Classic was happening at the very same time. Oddly enough, I'm apparently not the only one who hasn't been watching. According to reports, during the entire 120-year-long history of the World Series, there has never been a series that has been so universally ignored than the one that is going on right now. Since 1969, when they started tracking television ratings, this year's ser- uh, series has been the least watched World Series ever. In the latest data that's been released, Game 2 and 3 averaged only 8.1 million viewers. Last year, the World Series, had uh, between Houston and Philadelphia, averaged 11.7 million viewers. To put that into a greater perspective, there were more people watching the Detroit Lions beat the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday than there were who watched Game 3 of the World Series. Like a lot more. Like nearly double that amount. Folks, 
I wouldn't knowingly and intentionally watch a Lions-Raiders game if you paid me to watch it. But when it comes to the World Series, I find myself asking, oh, was, was that tonight? Listen, these numbers should be alarming. Not only should they be alarming to Major League Baseball, they should be alarming to everybody, including sponsors, advertisers, and players who are looking to renegotiate contracts. Because nobody wants to be a part of something that no one's paying attention to. And having been a part of something very similar to that, I'm not sure I care to repeat it. Having said that, Game 5 of the World Series is allegedly happening tonight in Phoenix. But I'm pretty sure I already have other plans. But hey, never mind yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Fall cleanup. Maybe you just need a decent rake or a pair of gloves. Or maybe you need an Ego battery-powered blower and a steel chainsaw. Go to Rocky's, get the right tools for fall cleanup because they go fast. Get everything you need at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Do big-name dealerships have your back? No. Does Marcotte Ford and Holyoke? Yes. Why? Because they're a community-based Ford dealership that cares. And you'll see why when you walk through the door. Have a seat in the Lug Nuts Cafe and discuss your dream with a member of the Marcotte team. You'll hear everything you want, selection, service, which means the start of a relationship with peace of mind for the life of your vehicle. Marcotte thanks the community for having their back, and they're ready to have yours. Marcotte Ford, 1025 Main Street, Holyoke. Fields Classic Rock at 7.09 and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is, in fact, snow showering outside right now as we speak. Uh, a yeah. mix of that with rain today with a high of 43. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 48. It is 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Always a uh, wicked delight to welcome back hey. to me and Marty Caproni. Good to see you. It's good to see you, Bax. Good to see you. Hey, oh, oh, it's Caproni. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> uh, well, congratulations for outliving Matthew Perry this week. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. The, you know, the, the smart money was on him, but yeah. uh, <laughs> here I sit. I, uh, I I was like, oh, wow, I, well, Marty's still walking around. You know, I feel bad about that guy because, you know, he had all those addiction issues and everything else. Yeah. And then he just dies by what they're saying is just he just died in a hot tub, right? They're not saying like he was... No, yeah. he, they the same, he was he, clean, sober. Right, right. So he takes the 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 Whitney Houston pass out, and everyone assumes that he's <laughs> Whitney Houston, right? And not he's just a guy who slipped in the hot tub and probably hit his head or whatever. Well, I mean, any number of things can happen to people. They, they were questioning Bob Saget's death. They were like, "Oh, what what could yeah. possibly go wrong?" Yeah. Can you just accept the fact that some people just unfortunately? Suffer a mishap yeah, well, and you die. And like, I love. I listen. The way it goes. I love Bob Saget, but did you see Bob Saget for the six months before he died? No. I mean, I've never seen. He, he already looked like a bloated corpse. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I, I, so I, you, his man. head was. His head was definitely swollen. He was, listen, you know. We're all going to the same place. We're going to eventually when, get there. Oh, I don't know if that's true. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, well, I think some of us are going to like different. Yeah, parts warmer, of warmer different places. neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah. Where I may be going may be considerably warmer than. Yeah, where well, you're we'll going we'll back. we'll see you there at the at the uh, at the beer tent <laughs> when we get there. Uh, hey, tomorrow night is the Mayflower Marathon comedy night at the Armory at MGM Springfield for uh, to benefit the Open Pantry of the Mayflower Marathon. Excited about this? Got to be an exciting night. Uh, you, me, you, uh, uh, Brian Plum, uh, Katie Arroyo, yep. and. Barry uh, Krieger. Mr. Barry Krieger. We got the Kriegs in the house. He's not doing stand up. Well, he's we'll just see. Uh, he's doing some presentation. 
expectations. Oh, what is he selling timeshares in between our sets? Well, reverse mortgages. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. it's very. Fit. He's a great spokesman yeah. for a reverse yeah. mortgage. Yeah. He just sold one to Dave Manson the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Are they both shrinking? That's what I'm wondering. Uh, no, Barry had a pretty good start. Not to you know, you know, Barry is never going to be center for the Celtics. No, but the last time I saw Barry, I was like, wow, man, uh, maybe it's just me. But I remember meeting him when he was on air, and I thought he was much taller. But maybe it's TV. it was the lifters, probably. It was the uh, TV. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the heavy, heavy, thick clogs. When you were getting those, uh, the wardrobe brought to you by Cohos. Do you remember that it used to happen? Oh wow, Cohos, yeah, Cohos. That's right, Cohos. Co-host? Co-host. It's like, I would have said it co-host, too. I didn't know it was co -host. It was co-host, and co uh, or Yale Jenton would be the other place. He what about Yale Jenton? What about reference. Joseph A. Bank? I don't know that uh, the Joseph A. Bank. What's the, who's the guy who always says, if you don't look good, we don't look good? Oh, uh, that's the uh, men's warehouse guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went there once. Yeah. Did How'd you look? There? I, I'm terrible. I look like a fat yeah. guy in a cheap suit when I walked out. <laughs> well, that, the men's warehouse is really just kind of like a like a like a glorified target for men. I, I, I walked out. I was like, "Looks like you guys are having a rough weekend too, because uh, you apparently don't look very good. Because I don't look good in this either. But look good at all? Yeah, no." Uh, but I'm I'm looking forward to tomorrow night because I think you have know, one. Yeah, you know, anything we do with the Mayflower Marathon, I'm 100 percent in. But it's, other than that, I mean, it's going to be a great night of laughs. I'm excited about it. Um, it's good. You know, it's a Thursday night, and uh, I get to be in a different place, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, you know. Wait, not, we, we're not offering dinner with this show. No. This I just mean, a, just so people know, that is still going on. Okay. Okay. Because okay. I know that's the next question everyone's going to ask, and right. I have a very good guy there, this guy Damian uh, Spronza. He's Paul Verzi's opener. That, I, that'll be fine. But I am excited about the fact that we're going to be at MGM together. You know what that means? Why? That means we can play video poker. Oh, yeah. Gambling. Oh, yeah. We can yeah. gamble all our money away. We can well, gamble all the open pantry money. Yeah. <laughs> we can, yeah. I got two cans of yams. Yeah. <laughs> I will see you, and I will raise you a box of mac and cheese. <laughs> you're, tra you're trading in actual chips for chips. Yeah, non-perishable food donations. I'm sorry, sir. Your sun chips and uh, Pringles will not work at this table. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We, Let me see a manager. <laughs> a small can of veggie chips yeah. on 36 black. Yeah, how do you shuffle the little packets of tuna? You know, the little, like Very hard to do. Slide, yeah. slide them across the table. I like, I like it. So, yeah, uh, tomorrow night, uh, great show. Uh, Katie Arroyo. Katie Ryan Arroyo, Plum. very, very funny. Western Mass uh, native, um, a, a, a comedian who started back in the Cabot days. She used to, she used mm -hmm. to come, come through. And Brian Plum uh, as well, who's probably opened for me conservatively a thousand times. And uh, very, very funny kid. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a great little uh, yeah. showcase and, of local talent. And Bax is going to do 25 minutes. I that, am not doing 25 minutes. You, you're saying that now, but you're going to. I can tell. No, it's, it's not. It's going to be nowhere near 25. Do you have 25. two or three? Did you put it? Uh, uh, as I have timed it out, uh, five minutes maximum. Five after minutes the, maximum. After that, I'm out. Do you have a story? Or are you telling one-liners? How are you working this? Listen, I—it's uh, a bunch of prop work. Oh, prop work! <laughs> okay. And, uh, it's gonna I'm, be hard getting your trunks in there like Carrot Top. You're yeah. gonna bring in Footlocker's full of uh, props. And I'm gonna do uh, some uh, some guitar stuff because I'm a guitar act at uh, at heart. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. I think you'll really like it. I I got some. I've been working hard at it. You know, I'll tell you this: I've never played guitar on stage for comedy. Really? Nope. 
Never have. And you know how maybe, to play maybe guitar. Thursday will be, uh, maybe Thursday will be there. I do. Is it, Someone is has it, a guitar, I'll bring it Is it because it you're not that good at guitar, or is it because you don't want the scrutiny from other comedians? Well, that's insulting, Bax. I don't talk about your drumming prowess, but... Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> I'm not meaning it as an insult. I am, this is how good I am at guitar. I'm so good at guitar, I became a comedian, so... <laughs> That is, uh, that is, that is, it. you know, we should have thought this out a little more. It would have been fun to put a drum kit up and, uh, Nagel could have played bass, you know? Oh, I could play bass. Yeah. I feel like you could yeah. play bass. And right? then, uh, daddy over here can sing tenor. Oh yeah. Oh really? Well, and I've then, heard uh, a little brother Brian can join right in. Oh, little, <laughs> little plump. <laughs> we can have Katie with a tambourine yeah, or something. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Like, Suddenly with the Partridge family. <laughs> Do you think in the seventies that was a thing with the bands that they did? They just, uh. If you were a good-looking girl, they were just like tambourine yeah. professional. Like tambourine. there was like a yeah. there was like a market of tambourine playing uh, girls that could sing backup. People people want to see uh, the girls shake the tambourine. That's what it's all about. <laughs> hey, Karen Carpenter was a drummer. Did you know that? No, I did not know. She that. was the drummer in the band. Now try to imagine what song did they sing that required any drumming. Yeah, wasn't that what, what? well? They didn't, and uh, yeah. because uh, she was using the sticks for something else. Uh, to expel whatever uh, that's, that, that's, that's, that's insensitive uh, too soon <laughs> too soon yeah, yeah. 1975 yeah. years 72 too soon yeah. <laughs> no but uh, one of the things that we, fun. one of the things that we are doing tomorrow and we haven't really talked uh, in a great amount of detail about this it will be a silent auction that's going to feature items from MGM Springfield the Springfield Thunderbirds and a whole lot more to benefit the Mayflower Marathon so there's uh, plenty of opportunity to donate and uh, again, again, all the ticket prices, uh, all the ticket uh, proceeds go to the Mayflower Marathon in the Open Pantry. There's like uh, like less than 40 tickets or so. So you, you want to get cracking and, uh, and buy these. It's going to be a good night. If we're doing a silent auction, do you think Nate uh, Costa's wife would be okay with us auctioning a date off with him? Yeah, I think she'd probably have a big problem with that. You think so? Yeah. What if it was just a guy's? The auction was only open to guys. So like a dude's night out with yeah, Nate yeah. Costa? Because that guy's dreamy. You know what I mean? He is he is a little bit uh, dreamy. He's dreamy. Every yeah. time he comes to the studio, it makes me feel less good looking. You know what I mean? You know, we want to keep all, that's them a as feat, a sponsor. We yeah, don't want to keep the, you know. Well, he's a good looking guy. I'm, 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 no, he is. Nice. I mean, listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if, we're, if we're just all being honest here. We just here, don't want right. to make him uncomfortable. That's all. No, no that's no, my favorite no. thing to do is make him uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think if we're all being honest here. I think we can all agree that, that Marty is right. He's a damn fine, good looking yeah, man. Yeah. Name for me one guy that's a better looking man than uh, the Nate Costa, other than maybe Barry Krieger in his youth. Uh, Barry was a Barry was a good looking guy. A very good looking dude. Bud Williams. Bud Williams was a stocky, sturdy, good looking man. <laughs> yeah. Sturdy, sturdy yes, is a was. good adjective for a for a, what's the best adjective for a for a good looking guy? Sturdy is uh, up there. Sturdy, on the list. Yeah. yeah, right. Durable. Oh, what was the? Uh, there was a word that somebody uh, described me as. And I couldn't. Now I can't remember. But I it was, I thought I was I was pulling in. You were talking about how you're six one and you're not happy with that and you want to be taller. And Bax and I are both I over here joking. five nine. <laughs> I want to get lifters in my shoes. You can get those now. I see them on the social media. They, I get ads for that. You you know that's uh like social media figures you out or whatever. It gives me ads for weird stuff now. Lifter well, shoes is I, one of for them. some reason I'm getting this inordinate amount of uh, advertisements from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know what I looked at or what I was doing. That uh, it's all this Mormon trying stuff. to tell you to get back to God. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, maybe trying to. Hey, you need to. You're, you're, we're losing you here. Yeah, maybe you would be good for mission work. 
I, yeah, I don't think I am. You don't I'm, think so? I'm not a mission guy. You're not a missionary guy? I'm a missionary guy, but I'm not a <laughs> yeah, missionary right. guy. Yeah. That's how I roll. Missionary, <laughs> missionary style. How exciting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're, they're flocking to my doorstep. <laughs> if you lucky ladies want a guy who's 6'1". Yeah, 6'1", yeah, and does things all by the book. All, all <laughs> missionary, all the yeah, time. You got it. I'm your man. I'm your guy. <laughs> um, you seem like the kind of guy that gets uh, can follow his rules. Uh, Paul Verzi going to be coming to uh, to loft this yeah, weekend. This We're going to be and interviewing him uh, this yeah, week. Yeah, too. Paul. Paul's awesome. So, did you see the uh, the Bill Burr movie that just came out, uh, Old Dads? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in that. He's got a real bit part in it. He's in the in the strip club scene. Him oh. and Joe Bartnick, who are both Bill's like uh, best friends. I in, I watched it. Yeah, it was it, very funny. It was very, real very funny. funny. Yeah, very yeah I liked funny. it. And uh, um, Paul, you know, on his own has blown up from going opening for Bill on his tours to now having his own world tour. And um, you know, he used to have Paul back in the day at Cabot when he was, you know. Not as well known as he is now. Now he has a Netflix and Comedy Central special and everything, and uh, he is uh, he is coming to Loft on uh, Friday. So cool. people should go on and get tickets for that because that's going to be awesome. It's <laughs> great. I, I remember this goes back a couple of years ago. When we were in Montreal, and uh, Bill Burr was there, and this is and Bill Burr was like like literally just coming off the Chappelle show. Hadn't done Breaking Bad. His comedy career was kind of like eh, it's going, but it's not yeah. really going. And he's like. He wasn't even doing like radio shows at that point. Yeah, he was yeah, just yeah. like literally just you know sitting there, slumped in his chair, talking to a couple of doofuses from Springfield. <laughs> yeah, which you know, he was probably thrilled to be doing it. Though, yeah, he was know? happy to be doing right. like talking to Massachusetts people. But right. I mean, it was really look at these guys in Springfield doing up you know all the way out here, <laughs> and it's like we kind of like oh, oh see how was this the, the, the Chappelle show? Oh, it was great. All right, Bill. Nice to meet yeah, you. Nice to meet you. That yeah, was all you had like to five, talk about. Yeah, five years later, he's like the biggest comic in the world. Yeah, you know how that happened too. A lot of people don't, and they can go on YouTube and do uh, Philly rant. Oh my God! Yeah. So the the story has it. Uh, you know, Bill started back in the day in New York City. Opie and Anthony uh, was a was a big show for comedians. So all the comedians were going. Louis C.K. Patrice, Bill, they were all there every morning. Rich Voss, all of them yep. were there every morning. And um, they made a tour called the the virus, the Open Anthony Virus Tour, and they were in Philadelphia. It's like twenty five thousand people or some crazy number. And of course, it's Philly, so the people are just rowdy. And uh, I, I mean, no one in Philly can really hear us, right? No, just terrible people, right? <laughs> just terrible, just a terrible. Cheesesteak. Uh, I've, I've met some Eagles fans before. I know what you're talking. Yeah, Cheesesteak oh, eating, yeah. gross. You know, people and. Um, one of the comedians that was before Bill, so they were being rude to all the comedians, and the comedian that's before Bill is a guy who is absolutely fantastic and legendary amongst comedians, and they were rude to him. They he So he bombed, and Bill had just had it, and he just went out and he spent 20 minutes every second of his time trashing Philadelphia. Like, like hilarious. It, like it's, it's a piece of work. It, it's, it it's really art. is. It's yeah. art. There's no other way to put it. You got a statue. Uh, your biggest, your biggest uh, accomplishment is the statue of a guy who's not even real. They're talking about <laughs> the Rocky statue. It's Did, a character. And how how was that received? Well, it was funny. It, really poorly for about 18 minutes of the 20 minutes, and then the last two minutes when he started wishing cancer on them and. <laughs> 
<laughs> saying he wanted, saying he wanted to uh, uh, break a bottle and have, have them break a bottle over their heads, their bald heads, Not their right. fat, sweaty bald heads. But it's, uh, the last two minutes, he just really won them over, and then when he left, they were like, ah! <laughs> they, they Bill Burr's me, great. Right. Everybody come back. Yeah. And that was like one of the first instances of YouTube really changing the trajectory of a comedian's career because as soon as that thing went on YouTube, yeah. people started yeah. watching. If you've if you've never seen it, it is like an amazing it, thing to it's watch. It's a piece of art. It's it unbelievable. Really is. really is good stuff. Yeah, we I don't get, I don't think you'll see that tomorrow night at you, MGM. You could because Brian Plum. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Brian. I always tease Brian because Brian's a big uh, Bill Burr fan, you yeah. know, and I always tease Brian and. Uh, I always said you're always looking to recreate your Philly moment because the show will be going good. But like a, most comedians, he's a psychopath, so he's yeah. in his head. And someone they won't laugh at one joke, and they'll be like, ah, "Let me tell you guys something about yourself." And then it'll just it'll start going, <laughs> and I'll be like, "Brian, what do you do?" <laughs> we call it plumbing. Like I have an yeah, action, nice. but but no, he's very very funny. He just does silly things, you know. Uh, I mean, one time Brian is. Uh, Brian is a, a Jewish kid from uh, Long Meadow. He goes out one time and he's doing all these crazy jokes that, like, you better be Jewish if you're doing those jokes. And he comes back and he goes, I don't know what it is. They didn't like me. I go, Hey, did you think to mention to him that you were Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, Oh. Um, and I go, Yeah, you just look like a real anti Semitic yeah. jerk, you yeah. moron. And he went up and started telling all these anti Jewish like, jokes. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. I go, it was like, jeez. Yeah, you know. That's kind of important. That it's way, a, yeah, a you have to, you it's have to it's expose people to let you know that you've also struggled <laughs> right. as the person that right. you're right. making I mean, fun of. Yeah, yeah. You, you might have wanted to throw that up top, you know, next mm -hmm. time. It's 725 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni and Rock 102. It's 727 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni and Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be uh, rainy with some snow, which is happening right now uh, outside high of 43 today. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 48. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, you heard us talking about the Mayflower Marathon comedy night. That is tomorrow night at the Armory at MGM Springfield. To buy tickets, go to rock102.com. Only a handful left. It's going to sell out. Everything is going to benefit the Open Pantry and the Mayflower Marathon, which begins on November 20th at MGM. So if you can help us out, that would be great. It's all brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Aqua Pump and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. There you go. All right. Uh -huh. We all good? All right. I'm good. All right. You're good. I'm is the good. mic's not on? Oh, he's all good right. now. All right. I'm better now. We're good. All right. We're good. Glad we're doing good. All right. Okay. All right. We got news next to Rock 102. Here's your Western mask. It's okay. 7.30 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai Technicians. Get up to a $5,000 sign-up bonus right now. Learn GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. I am not laughing at Gary Rome. I'm, yeah, no. I'm laughing at the egregiously yeah. offensive things we just <laughs> talked I, about. I don't know what you're talking about. The show in between the show, if they could do a subscription service, it yeah. would be worth it. Yeah. We, we could, we could, that's how we make money on OnlyFans. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Even then, we could be canceled <laughs> by an OnlyFans uh, video. Uh, the Munson Fire Department was called to 205 Molten Hill Road for a house fire. According to uh, the department, the fire was contained to a section of a wall on the second floor. The Wales Fire Department is also on wow. site to help put out the fire. No word yet if there are any injuries. Firefighters used a roll of tar paper to close the opening in the wall to the outside window 
to the outside after a window appeared to be broken. So the uh, Munson Fire Department, which is like Jerry and Steve, and then the Wales Department, which is Bob. Yeah, I was going to say Frank. I thought Bob died a few years ago. That's who showed up. Oh, hey, we got to do a coverage Ah, for the the, uh, thing. I usually only use this red light so I can get home from the bar on Friday. Wow, this is... Yeah, that's that's the only distinguishing mark of my ride. (laughs) Uh, Did you hear the story last hour, the other house fire, where they were talking about coverage? Like, who's covering who? And it was, uh, I think it was... Who did I say it was that was covering Um, the fire? It was... I I think it was like Westover or something was covering. But but they made it sound like, uh, you know, again, brought to you by... Well, the station coverage was provided by Hadley uh, during the... Sponsored uh, by? Yeah, sponsored by. That's funny. No, what I was listening to on the way in, and it was making me laugh, and I knew it was from somewhere in my childhood, but I couldn't peg it, but you guys knew the reference, and it was just funny, was when you were doing meow. You're like, meow, meow. Oh, the, oh, the, the insurrection meow? <laughs> Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, the yeah. land of make-believe. Is that what it was, the cat? Meow, yeah. meow? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but why did we start talking about that? I don't know. It was so funny, though. See, oh, is, you know, it started off me talking about Crown Air Fresheners, how uh, people who bought them are not actual royalty, and then we, and oh, for whatever yeah. reason, it was right. like, you, oh, you King mentioned Friday. King Friday. And then, yeah, yeah, and then we, we moved it into storming the Capitol. Storming yeah. the Capitol. Yeah. Yeah. Henry, Henry had a pussycat was trying to have a coup d'etat. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow it transitioned into that. <laughs> meow, 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 my feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk. <laughs> meow, meow, meow. I got her laptop now. She's going down. Down. <laughs> meow, 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 set up the gallows. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> I declare today a day of insurrection in the land of make-believe. <laughs> that would be a great Saturday Night Live skit. It would be. Turns out, though, the trolley was not set up for East-West Rail, and that was another problem. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they didn't have a study done. They yeah, they needed to send in yeah, the, right, uh, Mr. McFeely yeah, yeah. to come in and do a study on transportation, and uh, he failed. That's I mean, it. Speedy delivery. The land of make-believe numbers for that study. It was $7 million <laughs> to hire some guy to go out and look and go, yep, uh, probably helped to have a train that went to Boston. <laughs> yep, we, we've, uh, we really studied it. Sucks ah. not having a train. <laughs> the the last group of UMass Amherst students uh, arrested during a pro-Palestinian sit-in last week on campus were arraigned on trespassing charges yesterday morning at Eastern Hampshire District Court in Belchertown. Almost a week ago on Wednesday, students at UMass Amherst protested outside and inside the Whitmore Administration Building on campus and asked for a meeting with the university's chancellor, Javier Reyes, regarding the school's stance on Israel's war with Hamas. They want the university uh, to to part ways with organizations they said profit from war and would like the chancellor to make a public statement in support of Palestine, Arab, uh, Jewish, and Muslim students at UMass who have been impacted by what's going on in Israel and Gaza. And as I said last week, a lot of these kids that joined the protest just wanted to get out of class, class. for the day. Do you remember when you could just uh, go to college and your college didn't have to have a stance one way or the other? Yeah, know? no, I don't remember. Now that. everyone has to have a stance. No, because I mean, I like Steve said, the, the, I I was involved in a protest that I really had, you know, not a lot of interest in, but I just what was want, your what was your what was your protest? Uh, there were a handful of Marquette students, and again, uh, I just want to get out of class and then go to the bars after we were done with yeah, the yeah, protest. Sure, sure, that was sure. really all I wanted. Uh, but it had something to do with uh, some students believing that Marquette should divest from 
South African countries, uh, you know, because of apartheid, and, oh, and yeah. you know, it was a very heated thing. And we 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 stormed the administrative offices, and believe it or not, for whatever reason, the the uh, the <laughs> Jesuit president of the university did not actually want to speak to any of us. So we were kind of really? surprised that he stayed in his office, hunkered down below his desk. I'm really surprised that. Yeah, happened. no, I listen. We were. Uh, we were we were making hay while the sunshine was out. That's for damn sure. I never stormed my administration building, but uh, I was the editor of my school paper, which was in the attic of the administration building, yeah. like the president's uh, office yeah. and the dean's office. And my buddy uh, John Cunningham, shout out to him wherever he is in academia, had great scotch in his office. Oh, and uh, he was always he always would joke like, "Yeah, if I'm ever not here and you want to have yourself a scotch, Marty, you know, feel free." And uh, <laughs> I used to help liberate some of his scotch once in a while. Wow! So you really were very close to Dean Warmer. He was gr- he was the best. He was a he, literally you call you into his office and pour you a scotch and be like, all right, let's talk about this, Marty. You can't hijack the campus voicemail system. Send out an emergency alert imitating the president of the college. <laughs> Fair enough. It won't happen again. <laughs> all right, well, hey, let me top off your scotch. You scotch, scotch, <laughs> yeah, scotch. You can't do your own robocalls in no, school. No, no, it's no. not. I used to do him, Dr. Hegarty. We had, we had a pro- I had a professor who was probably in his 50s at the time. Yeah. But he was like one of those, like, you know, uh, the one the chicks always always wanted oh, to go yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, all of a sudden, he was like, uh, yes, we uh, several of us met at the tunnel bar last night for some cocktails. And I'm like, wait a minute, how come you didn't invite the rest of the group? And you'd look around, it was the three hot chicks that he yeah, took yeah, to yeah, the right. tunnel bar <laughs> with him. I had, we, did you ever have like a really good looking professor in college? I had uh, I had a Jesuit professor that the girls called Father Oh What a Waste because uh, he was such a handsome uh, fella, uh, right, right, handsome right. fella. Wasn't he, able to keep his job though for whatever reason. Oh, you see, I'm figuring that out. Well, oh, because he probably could, you know. Well, you got to figure if he's found a, out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think well, you wanted yeah, to use his God-given gifts. Yes, he did. I had a professor for uh, photography in a film class, and and. Um, Catherine Cronin, I'll say her name because I don't, I don't know. But she was uh, an ex-model. She had dated Francis Ford Coppola. Wow. And she had uh, our little group to her house for an end-of-the-year barbecue. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, come on, I'm going to show you and Bill my studio upstairs. And we go up, or we're walking up the stairs, and literally there's all these pictures of her and like, Bikinis and topless. Oh right! Wow. Look at up. you! Yeah, I'm looking the jackpot. Yeah, I'm like walking up, trying to try. I don't to keep feel tiny. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for having us to your house. <laughs> we really appreciate being <laughs> My here. My voice cracking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, police in Alabama may have botched the investigation into the oh, death shot. of a 19-year-old several weeks before the discovery of his decomposed body, Marty. Well, <laughs> decomposed bodies, Steve. This is where I shine. Here with an offensive comment is Marty Caproni. That, that was one of the jokes that he said on stage a couple of weeks ago. He's like, "Yeah, I go into the uh, the morning. Yeah. Go ahead." Yeah. I, I, I said to every time I come in now, it's like it's like Steve's trying to make it harder. I go. I used to come in there lighthearted news stories. Now I come in there like a triple homicide where uh, a baby was kicked out a third floor window. Marty. <laughs> Uh, According to sources, Michael Shane Halstead, 44, alerted uh, Headland police uh, and uh, officers about uh, that he abandoned the remains of his 19-year-old son, Logan Halstead, in a non-working freezer behind his former home, yet officers failed to find them during a search, multiple sources have confirmed. 
Michael Halstead and his 43-year-old wife Karen moved from Headland in September following the death of their son. The 19-year-old suffered ongoing medical issues, including uh, spina bifida, the home's uh, new residents, who were apparently cleaning the house on Sunday, found what an autopsy is expected to confirm is Logan Halstead's body. The body, which was found in a broken freezer in the backyard, was severely decomposed. So the cops didn't listen to these people when he said, I put my kid in a freezer in that house. All right, there. We'll see you guys later. Uh, we've uh, we've walked the property. We'll see. I'm, the, I'm sh- you know, listen, yeah. I, this is without anything to do with the actual crime. Is it shocking that the police work in Alabama might not be up to snuff for federal law enforcement standards? I'll be like, uh, hey, Sheriff, you think we should check that freezer <laughs> over there? No, it ain't plugged in. Don't yeah, worry yeah, about don't it. Worry. It just yeah. seems fine. It That's is terrible. It, it, it's it's a terrible story, but yeah. I mean, the botched police work. Oh my when God. somebody tells you that I have evidence of the crime that I committed ah, mm-hmm. and it's in a freezer at my house, you don't go look in there? The, we checked everything. <laughs> And then just walk out. Oh, yeah, it, it seems like an invitation to actually, I don't know, uh, make justice happen. Yeah, well, uh, then then you realize it's Alabama, and uh, those cops have better stuff to do. You know what I mean? They have uh, eighth grade <laughs> education. They got to go down by the I, river I, I, and I shoot know. cans or whatever they do during there. I don't know if that means a better thing to do. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> uh, officials in Florida are warning the public about a vehicle they say is impersonating law enforcement. The DeSoto County Sheriff's Office said a white Chevy Silverado truck equipped with red and blue flashing lights and green decals has been spotted multiple times in the area. Uh, the truck mimics the look of a U.S. Customs and Border Patrol vehicle. Oh, boy. Photos of the truck show the bed with the words Booty Patrol on it. And the doors are decorated <laughs> with a decal that mimics a law enforcement seal in the words National Booty Behavior Protection. Well, uh, the come out with your booties up. <laughs> We've got the place surrounded. All right, now, hands, now walk. Walk backwards with me. Stick your bottom out a little more. Stick it out a little more. There you go. There you go. Now bring that milkshake with the boys from the yard. Over here. Over this way. Over this way. The sheriff's office is looking for the owner of the vehicle and warning community members to not pull over for the truck. Anyone with any information is asked to call the DeSoto uh, County Sheriff's Office uh, Investigation Division. There was a guy not too long ago. If you go on YouTube, you can see this. He was a... I think you just type in fake cop Florida. It'll probably pop up in Florida. They have this rule that you can hire companies to um, do funeral escorts. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, like, yeah. To go through the lights and all that stuff. And this guy made a whole business out of it. And he made a bunch of fake police cars and fake motorcycles that look like cop motorcycles. And then he was out willy nilly just pulling people over and stuff and yelling at them and stuff and kicking the fenders of their car when they would drive through the stuff and everything. yeah that that's like a douchebaggy thing to yeah do. yeah the guy's in jail now because yeah. they, they finally they finally were able to get him convicted for it but i uh, yeah you ever see those people I, we got one driving around the hill towns that allegedly it's actually. an old it's an old patrol car but it looks like a real it's yeah. black and white and uh, it's got the spotlight on the side of it but no decals or lights but you obviously, when you see it coming down the road, you, you're like, oh, well, look at a cop up ahead. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. It is. Yeah. The people who go out and they buy a police auction car and it's still got the spotlight on it <laughs> yeah. and everything. And then they drive like they're an actual cop. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, if cops are going to pull people over, start with them. Can we start with them? Start pulling cops over? Start pulling over fake cops, yeah. the ones who buy those things and then act like cops. Yeah. You know?
On the other hand, uh, when was the last time you really bought a bunch of decals to make your car look something like it's not? The Booty Patrol. A booty, booty Patrol. patrol. I, oh, I that like sounds like patrol. something worth you know scouring the internet for. Can you imagine that guy actually had to go into like some kind of decal shop and be like, okay, so here's what I needed to say? <laughs> yeah, I, ne- I needed to say Booty, booty patrol. patrol. Yeah. Yeah, but he's probably a guy that owns a rap company. That's probably what it comes down to. Or he knows somebody <laughs> Record who's got label. A ra- yeah, 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 he's yeah. like, hey, guys, can you put this rap on the side uh, of my car? Or, may- or maybe he's just a disgusting pervert that likes to drive around as, yeah. the, booty con- as the Booty Patrol. I I don't uh, I never understood do, do, do those the things like that work to pick up chicks. You ever see the guys with the stickers on the back and they have something like uh, crude? Oh my god! Like I'm a blank blank uh, yeah. eater or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, you know, does that work? Uh, I I I I have to guess here, and I don't want to speak on behalf of the ladies, but uh, I'm going to go with no. I'm going to go. Wow, with that's a solid yeah. no. I remember years ago. I think we were at the the three county fairground. Yeah, I was a guy walking around with a T-shirt that uh, said "Proud Owner of," and then it said what he was the owner of, uh, with dimensions included oh, wow. and uh, wow. yeah, like actual measurements, metric, not metric, but standard st- measurements. St- nothing metric. And I thought, is there any woman alive that will see that shirt and say, "How you doing?" Or do they just keep moving on like uh, this is the biggest creep? In all of Hampshire County. You know, I think it's like, uh, I think there's probably, it's a numbers game. There's probably well, literally, he had the numbers right <laughs> well, the That's true. But there's probably one out of a hundred that's like, well, hello there, handsome. Want to go get a corn dog? Yeah. <laughs> yeah you want you know some of this? Yeah. yeah. No, I don't Ooh, think. I like that sticker that says, Ooh. ass, gas, or grass, nobody <laughs> rides for free. <laughs> I'm out of gas and grass. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if there was going to be, I'm going to say that lady should have been at the three fair. Like, that's a, yeah. at least he's fishing in the right pond. The three county fairgrounds. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you got to know your crowd. You got to know the audience. Right, that's right, not the place to go right. with that kind of shirt. You're, uh, that's definitely a Hamden County type of thing. We'll have uh, Mar- more with Marty Caproni in a few minutes. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today. Mix of rain and snow this morning, uh, turning all to rain by this afternoon, then clearing by tomorrow with a high of 48. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Get checking. That checks all the... Behind blue Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 752 in The Who with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni in Rock 102. Mix of uh, rain and uh, light snow right now. High of uh, 43 for the day. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 48. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. You know who I blame for this light snow right now? What? CVS. CVS? Why CVS? Because you know how they're always in a rush to change over the holidays? Yeah. You know, like you go in, it's like Halloween- and then, like, you go in the next day, and it's like, it's Thanksgiving, it's Christmas, it's uh, it's um, uh, Valentine's Day. It's like, literally, Halloween was yesterday, and it's like somebody upstairs is like, all right, cue the snow. It's winter now. Yeah, we'll just get it going. Yep. Yeah. They're already selling, um, you know, Christmas trees and and, uh, uh, and decorations at some big box stores that I accidentally went into recently. Oh, uh, did you go to the one in Chicopee? I'd rather not say it. I'd rather uh, not uh, tell you which one it is. Uh, All I can tell you, it was very festive. <laughs> Fe- 
festive in one side of the store and a lot of arrests in the yes, other side. I exactly. Remember, I went into Dollar General back in uh, the end of June, and they already had the Halloween candy starting to come out <laughs> right, at, right at that July 1st. Uh, well, that was no, last that was, year's candy. That was leftover it? candy, Steve. <laughs> this is why I left you know, all these manufacturers start making this stuff months ahead of time now. It's not, It's no longer, uh, you know, a month before the event happens. It's Yeah, well, months. that's what I'm saying. Everything's right. so commercialized now, and for every holiday is so for profit yeah. that they have to immediately jump on the next holiday right so it's like all right halloween's done what are we cranking up now it's uh winter yeah you but know? as a consumer to be honest with you uh i don't buy that stuff the first day it comes out i'm like the i wait until like the very last possible day to get all right. the christmas gifts and uh, and everything else right you're well you're not a psychopath see a lot of people are psychopaths <laughs> And and those that are listening know exactly what I'm talking about. They're the people who are going to come home from work tonight and put up their Christmas tree. Yeah. Well, there are first a lot day of November. Out there that do first that. day of November, tree tree's going to go up. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. We'll put up we'll put up our tree, but I guess I'm going to guess you that it's probably going to come down in the middle of March. Yeah. <laughs> That's the uh, the pumpkin spice ladies I was talking about at the comedy show. What's, uh, oh yeah, the, the yeah pumpkin yeah. spice uh, gals. They uh, start decorating their house on October 1st yeah. for Christmas. I mean, I, I like the Halloween decoration thing. It's starting to grow on me now. I didn't like it when I originally did, but now it's kind of creative to see what people do with their Halloween and stuff. Yeah. But uh, you know what's next. You know they're going to start decorating for Thanksgiving. They're going to take their pirate ship and turn it into the, the Mayflower. Nothing but like a, like a, like a pretend feast yeah. on the front yard. Inflatable Native American and inflatable pilgrim having a inflatable uh, first Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> on the front yard. Now that's that a good it, idea. It's gonna yeah. Have, yeah, yeah, it's gonna happen. Like, like one of those those pilgrims that you fill with air and it just, <laughs> it just waves, waves the arms around. around. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Wacky wild inflatable pilgrim. That'd oh, yeah. be awesome. <laughs> yeah, the flailing uh, yeah. wacky wild inflatable flailing pilgrim guy. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> Hey, yeah, uh, we were talking about these window stickers that yeah, you should get. Uh, yeah, yeah. We found one off the air. It was uh, and, no, and none of this really applies to any of us, but the, the Step Dilfin Ain't Easy. Step <laughs> Dilfin Ain't Easy. Step Dilfin Ain't Easy. What kind of person puts this stuff on a vehicle? This is the thing that I don't understand. We're laughing about it. Well, these are the same women that at one point were hot and horny housewives. That's that's what you I guess so. that's, that's what you do, man. <laughs> and, and you, you got to grow. This uh, website's <laughs> got the terrorist hunting permit uh, certified on 911 Yeah. Yeah, what do you think the odds are that guy's really out there hunting terrorists? He's not hunting he's terrorists. Not hunting he's terrorists. just saying he's hunting terrorists. Too busy helping OJ find the real killers. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, here's one. In memory of the, in memory of, the uh, of when I gave an F. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's like a, a, like a skeleton good. on a yeah. motorcycle. That one's tame compared to Step Dilfin Ain't Easy. But by the way, if you're the, if you're the wife of the Step Dilfin Ain't Easy shirt guy, Probably call some authorities. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or probably. have a divorce attorney on speed <laughs> right. dial. Yes. Just in case. Hey, uh, Iron Maiden is going to be coming to the DCU Center on uh, November 6th, the Future Pass Tour 2024. I can't believe that there's an Iron Maiden concert. Dude, oh, yeah. they're they're coming back. Oh, let me let me just uh just to just to round out this whole thing. How about a little uh, uh a little uh, flight of Icarus? Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah, there we, there we go. Yeah, now we're yeah. talking. Oh, that was smooth. Oh, dude, you have no idea. It was totally worth waiting for. That little heartbeat. Anyway, yeah, Iron Maiden is uh, is coming to the area in Worcester, and we have tickets. Do you remember, uh, like, in the 70s, 80s, 
people would have the Iron Maiden poster and it had that felt material and then it glowed under a black light. I sure do. You always had that one kid in the neighborhood that had the glow in the dark posters. Yeah. Like, this is so cool, so man. Badass. Anyway, 10th caller right now at 293-1021 wins those tickets. Good luck to you. Good luck, and uh, we'll take the winner right away. We don't have anything to do right after. Maiden, bro. Yeah. There you go. 757 to Rock 102. Rock 102 is your home for New England Patriots football. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, you may not know what to look at me, but there are times when I will use every possible filthy word and offensive gesture during my everyday conversation. I use them all. What I don't necessarily do is use any of the good ones on the radio. Because you see... I am a professional radio broadcaster. I am federally bound to adhere to a specific community standards of good taste. I can't just go out here and start belching out offensive language like I'm some sort of drunken sailor, but get me away from a live microphone and I think you'll be amazed at the dramatic change in my conversational vocabulary. Why am I bringing this up? Because yesterday the NBA fined Joel Embiid of the Philadelphia 76ers $35,000 for repeatedly making offensive gestures during Sunday's 126-98 point win over the Portland Trailblazers. Now, I've used my share of offensive gestures during the course of my career, most of which cannot be heard on the radio. Kind of like when a tree falls in the woods and no one's there to hear it. But perform the same gestures in front of 21,000 ticket-paying fans at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia, and you're asking for trouble. So what gesture did uh, he use to justify a $35,000 fine? It was the professional wrestling-style crotch chop, often associated with the WWE's Degeneration X, a move that is typically followed by further instructions involving a sucking motion. Needless to say, the NBA does not condone this sort of offensive gesture, even though it's been performed in front of wrestling fans and their children since 1997. However, one fellow that did enjoy Joel Embiid's attempt to channel this move was wrestling legend Triple H, who tweeted yesterday, I know a place where you can do that all day, and everyone will love it. WrestleMania 40 is right here in Philly. Of course, he's not lying. WrestleMania 40 is coming to the Lincoln Financial Field in April, and while that is a very exciting uh, announcement, Joel Embiid has to still cough up a $35,000 check. And quite frankly, if there was ever a disciplinary action that deserved a D-Generation X crotch chop, it would be the one that requires you to write a check for $35,000. And why do you see what I put in the memo section? Because it certainly wouldn't be me telling you to have a nice day. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. So I'm looking at the Craftsman 2.5-gallon wet-dry vac. 20 bucks at Rockies with your Ace Rewards card. I'm looking at the flyer that you can pick up at the store. I'm looking at the Rockies website or the Rockies app. What's on sale at Rockies? It's always at your fingertips. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 811. And Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, actually it's actually snowing right now, believe it or oh not. Very lightly, uh, mixing in with rain by late this morning, and then uh, becoming clear hopefully by this evening. A high of 43 tomorrow, clear 
with a high of 48. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, comedian Marty Caproni is in the studio. A couple things to uh, mention. I believe uh, tomorrow night it's uh, buffet night at uh, the Loft Comedy it, Club. It is. It is. Uh, well, we're down at uh, MGM. Anybody else who can't make it down there uh, and anyone who's wondering, it is definitely still going on. The uh, $20 uh, buffet. It's chicken stir fry. Ooh, it's uh, chef delicious. Stir fry. Chef Larry, Chef Jeff whipping up some uh, chicken stir fry and up the price to twenty five dollars for that ticket like that. It's funny you mentioned that, Steve. <laughs> that uh, that might be coming down the pike. Yeah. Um, well, the cost of uh, the cost of comedy has gone up. Well, on uh, on uh, November sixteenth, I have a, a friend. I can't say who it is, but uh, they are coming to run their hour that they're recording Ooh. for Netflix. An hour. Well, they're they're comedy hour. They're special. Okay. So Good. you know when you when you create a special, it takes you a couple of years, and then you have to hone it before you do a taping because they spend right. a couple hundred thousand dollars on a taping. Um, so she's actually hit me up and and said, "Hey, I would like to come through and tape my uh, and run my my taping special, like a dry run. Yeah, yeah, like a dry run, which never happens. Like to be able to have somebody like that is crazy." And she was like. We can make it work, and I was like, you know what? I got this uh, little thing with a dinner buffet and now, whatnot. It, if you're okay, you sure. Is it premature to reveal who we're talking about, or can I just throw out names and see if any of them stick? Uh, you could throw out three names: Paula Poundstone. Nope. Sarah Silverman. Nope. Uh, Rita Rudner. Nope. <laughs> Rita Rudner. Rita Rudner. Rita Rudner. My God, that yeah. woman could write a could write a joke. Uh, oh yeah, what was it, Carol? Uh, um, she was another uh, 80s comedian. Uh, she was on Seinfeld. Oh, too. Carol Leifer. Carol Leifer. Carol Leifer. Yeah. Is it yeah. Carol Leifer? It is not Carol Leifer. All right. Joy but, Behar. No, yeah. God. God. No. Joan Rivers. Joy Behar, I would pay you guys $25 for coming out. Uh, I would demand to get paid $25. <laughs> yeah, just, just that, Phyllis yeah. Diller. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, they, yeah. They're, they're wheeling her out. Uh, no, it's uh, it's not uh, any of those. Oh, okay. Uh, well, but uh, we can me. play the guessing game from now till the 16th. No, I don't yeah. But she's very, very well accomplished. Uh, I will say this. Uh, she most recently was on Louis C.K.'s world tour. So um, open <sighs> for Louis. Boy, that's going to take some time to think about. Yeah. All right, then. <sighs> she's, but she's, listen, to have her come through is is an honor. And to yeah. have somebody want to come up and run a Netflix, you know, their special. No, that's cool. Is is an honor. So um, really, really looking forward to it. That one's going to be 25. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that makes sense. It's understandable. And then we're, we're, we're going to see going forward, you know, because these people eat like, they eat like banshees for crying out loud. Mm. We can't stop serving them. No, uh, no dinner tomorrow night at the Mayflower Marathon Comedy Night, but there are plenty of places to eat around uh, around MGM. Yes. Well, plus we're trying to get dinner for people. That's uh, what I was going to say. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, need and, that. And that's we're going to have a fun. That's going to be a fun one. I can't wait until you are on stage again with the mic in your hand. Yeah, you're going to get gonna bit be by the bug just like Nagel. <clears throat> and next thing you know, the three of us clowns are going to be doing comedy all, all over right, the place. Let's 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 just let's just set uh, a, a little bit of a stage here yeah, yeah i have not done five minutes of material on any stage and i i figured it out since 1993 it's exactly 30 this years is not ago true you did it in 2010 yeah at maximum capacity in chickabee on my show with matt mccarthy and uh fitzy and fitzy yeah you did a great 15 minutes set. Yeah. 
Yeah, you actually did my, very yeah. well. Yeah. See, well, they, well now here's the point, though. Okay, yeah. I did that with absolutely nothing prepared other than the first line. Uh, to tomorrow night, I have been working on stuff that I hope to God I don't that, screw up. That might be the mistake. That is, you know what I'm something. saying? Yeah. So yes. I'm. So I, I mean, I'm not trying to commit it to memory, but I mean, mm. uh, you know, it's. Uh, this is why people should buy tickets because. They get to see you do this, and then if you're two minutes in and you lose commitment in this material, you're just going to throw it all aside. Oh, I'm, I'm. Listen, I'm and totally just riff and be funny. I'm I, totally committed to the material. Okay. Don't get me, don't get me we, wrong. We didn't do it, but I wanted to write some really offensive material for, for him best. to read. <laughs> yeah, so then be like, what, what happened to this? You got this twenty. Guy you got know. twenty-four hours. We could do. We yeah. should do something where we write each other a joke. Yes, and we, I have to tell him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we we can do that. We okay. can, we can come up with something. Hey, that'll be fun. Yeah. All right. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Two jokes a piece. Two jokes each. And I will I will. Uh, You'll pick, read them. I will read them. You, that'll be the last thing you do. You do your thing, and then you're like, all right, let me just uh, read these jokes that yeah. Marty and Steve wrote. For and me. and then I'll I'll introduce you. If the people are still in the audience from the offensive things that are going to come out of your mouth. <laughs> well, that's okay. All right. That's okay. Because, you see, I will preface it by saying these were written by Marty and Steve. Yeah. In but case I go up on stage and get a big bag of crap, yeah. Percept- it's, it's these guys. But perception is everything. It's the person telling, telling the, the joke. joke. Not <laughs> if I set the table yeah. and let everybody know who's serving the appetizers. You, you think if, uh, like, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, like Stephen Colbert or something, he has a, bo- a joke that bombs. He says, oh, that was him. That was the writer over no. there that did that. That, he's not going to blame his writers. No, but, but if he said in the beginning, this was written by Steve Nagel, well, and I, that's yeah, no. and then I'm off. This will be more akin to uh, when Colin Jost and Michael Che on Saturday I love Live. that bit. That's Dude, a good that's bit. A great bit. They yeah. write jokes for each other. We'll make it very offensive for you. Oh, it's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah it's going to be really it's fun. It's going to be a good time. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, I get it. Ooh, you're really oh, selling the sizzle. God. By the way, the tickets are available at rock102.com. There's only a handful of available, but it's all going to the, the Mayflower Marathon. The it's going to be a happy. packed castle. Yeah. It's a cool-looking room, man. I, I think it's a great room to, to watch comedy. It is. a. It's a, it, it, And I always tell this to the comedians that are like, oh, it sounds... When you're out on that stage, the sound is great. MGM yeah. really dialed it in with the the sound because it's hard to get sound in a high ceiling room like that. But it sounds awesome. I actually talked to Chris Kelly about this okay. about that room in the back. Yeah, can yeah, we yeah. get a monitor in there? And uh, he said he could uh, probably make that happen for us. Oh well, so we can yeah. listen to what's going on on stage. It's not. You're right. The room is great. It's just that area where the that, comedians are. You can't hear anything because of the vaulted ceilings and the way the speakers are pointed. That's yeah. yeah. It's just in that turret. But everywhere else, yeah. it's it's fine. Yeah, it's gonna be. Now here's the question: Are the three of us gonna go out on stage at the end? Oh, we can. We could. We could do out, go out we and do, do our little. little uh, we could do Red our Sox bit. We could do our yeah. Red Sox yeah. bit, which is fun. And then I was uh, like doing that one. And All then right. we could, we could do that, and then we could uh, maybe we could do a little crowd work. You know, maybe uh, roast some people or have some fun. All right, I'm yeah. down for okay. that. Yeah. All right. some questions. Let's do it. We can work that out. It'll be uh, it'll be good. It's gonna be a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it will be. A very it's either going to be great 
or it's going to be an abject failure. Well, yeah, listen, those those it's, are the it's com- two. It's comedy. That's what comedy is. It's either great or an abject failure. So you, uh, we're on the right track here, making all this material. I, I you know, and I, I, to be honest, I got to tell you guys because I have a little bit of a lead in here because I've done some shows now since the Rock 102 people come out now, and uh, they're hard to offend. So uh, they're hard to offend. Yeah, we got we still got to walk a line. I think. Do we? Yeah. Uh, I think you got to. Well, I mean, you uh, can't be too offensive. The good news is yeah. that our sponsors uh, tonight yeah, yeah, yeah. have got a uh, have got a you know good thick skin. Okay, yeah, they really do. I'm not yeah. gonna make fun of the sponsors, but you know they won't be they won't be walking out of here and, uh, uh, tomorrow night and saying <laughs> that is the last time I'm doing anything with these. Is idiots. Dave Miner gonna be there? No, it's uh, it's Aquapump is uh, hosting the comedy Aquapump night. and Dave Miner both. And, oh, uh, both? Dave Miner will be there. Too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think both yeah, of those, those guys got good sense I want to meet this uh, Dave Miner. Everyone tells me he's a nice guy. Very. He's, he's very a nice guy. guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, a great guy. I'm going to meet this guy, maybe get a quote from my roof, you know. We'll see. You could do that, too. Tell him jokes while they're up there. He would love that. <laughs> he would. Yeah. Yeah, he loves that stuff. Uh, but it's going to be a great night. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, like I said, I, I haven't done it in 30 years. I can't um, wait. Uh, we'll is, see what happens. This is going to be the st- – I mean, I am more excited about seeing you do this than actually performing. It's going to be okay. Right. I'm not but, putting extra pressure on you. Where do you see what happens at uh, about seven o five? What about uh, can we get him a can we get him a, a t shirt that says Step Dilfin ain't yeah, easy before tomorrow night? <laughs> Terrorist Hunter or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Or that that other window sticker that says I got a buddy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me that's going to be a running theme tomorrow night. Yeah. yeah oh, maybe those are the jokes I can write. Well, you could, yeah. Oh, I, I was kind of aiming for that. All right, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll leave you those. I'm going to write some ones that uh, maybe talk about competitors. I think that'll be fun. We could do that. All right, yeah. okay. Let's. I just need two each. Two each. So if you get you get two two jokes, I think that'd be probably enough. I tell four four terrible jokes, and that'll be good. Perfect. All right, we we can definitely do that. <laughs> yes, All, right. Right. All right, it's uh, all right. like Donkey Kong. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, how offensive can we be? Oh, oh we it's got to be beautiful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, well we, like, you know, we used to do the live show, uh, yeah. you know, a few years ago. You know, there were there was like no holds barred. I mean, just right. everything. Just we went out and literally just I mean, we just destroyed the place. But uh, there were some people that said uh, we were surprised by the language of the evening. The content, yeah, the content was a little was a little blue. I, but that's the point. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. We can't do that on the air. We only do it on the commercial breaks. So the the rub of this is it's going to be like the commercial breaks live on a stage. Yeah, you, you know what drives me nuts about people being offended? It's the people that get a clip of somebody's act. People are never in they, the room. Never in the room. Never paid for the yep. content. Never, uh, never even wanted to have that content. Yet now you're watching a video on Facebook, and all of a sudden you're the most offended person. And then on the face just, of the planet. they transcribe like what you say. Yeah. And this here's so, a yeah. summary of what this guy yeah. said, it leaving was so, out a bunch of stuff. But it was so offensive that they repeated the joke that yeah. made them right. upset about it. Right. Well, let's let's try not to have a Michael Richards moment tomorrow night. If we I mean, can no, I wouldn't go, go down that road. I wasn't talking about that. I'm just well. There goes one joke I was writing for. <laughs> that was, yeah, we had a good 10 minutes Marty, on that. Yeah. Marty, this isn't even a joke. It's just saying the same word 32 times. Yeah. Right? Well, you said you'd say it. You said you'd say it. 
Narcissist. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's 823 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni at Rock 102. It's Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown can give you the forecast because he's so much better at it than I am. Uh, a little bit later on, we'll be talking to uh, Michelle Worth from Feel Good Shop Locals. I, we've, we've talked to her before. It's actually a really cool thing, and uh, she'll be here about uh, 850. Yeah, yeah. We'll uh, get the holiday season kicking off in full gear. Uh, tomorrow, Scott Zolak and also Thunderbird Thursday. Are we for sure that Scott Zolak will be back? He was sick last week. <laughs> I, I what, was he sick? Yeah, we, we called him, and he's like, oh, uh, dudes, I feel awful. Dude. And I said, well, would you want to skip for this week? Oh, would you mind? You They're should, like, yeah, okay. You feel you and the rest of the Patriots organization feels awful this week. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah but like last week, he had a reason yeah. to feel good. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, this well. week, not so much. Oh, brutal. Maybe he jinxed it. Maybe him being sick is the yeah. thing that made them lose. Maybe that's no. I don't. I don't want to blame it. Anyway. <laughs> I don't want to blame it on the former backup quarterback. I, I, I think we should. <laughs> uh, I'm reading this thing here. Younger people might joke about, uh, you know, let's sit around and watch the boomers talk about how things used to be in the good uh, old days. But uh, there are some uh, sage observations from old folks online. You ready for these? Okay. Sure. Decades ago, it was common not to have photos of everything. Or anything, you know. Now yeah. you might feel disappointed about going out and doing something or going somewhere. And not, I didn't take enough pictures over the weekend. Yeah, I was talking about that with somebody. You, you remember uh, when you go to the prom? You used to have a prom picture with your date, and then yeah. you'd have to yeah. order the pictures and, and it. wait. Yeah, they they don't do that anymore. And it's like, of course they don't, because everyone has a camera with them now. Well, they have technology now. With there was a place uh, I don't even remember where I was, but they can print the pictures up right away. You get, the pictures are right there if you have the equipment. To the, do uh, the Bright Nights yeah. Ball did that. That's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, the Bright Nights Ball. Have you guys been down to the Marriott since they did the renovations there? No, it looks nice on the outside, though. My God, it's beautiful. Really? Oh, my. Did they re redo the inside, too? The inside's all wow. redone. Like, I walked in, and I'm like, where's Champions? Remember Champions? <laughs> Champions. <laughs> yeah, remember Champions? Yeah, yeah, sports yeah, yeah. Yeah. For wings and stuff? The whole thing is redone the lobby everything it's it is be it's a beautiful looking venue now it's, that's awesome well, yeah. they, they put a good deal of cash into that and for you know for a long time prior to the investment of uh, uh that they've had uh you know that was that was kind of really showing its age i i, I yes you know, it was and now you walk in there and it's even tower square you know it's got a big wide fresh market in it now it's got mm -hmm. banks i remember when you go in there it was like a dollar store and like a, a a hippie shop where they sold scarfs and like now there's actual businesses white lines in there like it's 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 beautiful yeah yeah I like it. Yeah, uh, I'm just, man, listen, just this telling you, yeah. wallowing yeah. your uh, your grace of of all this. What's that? I'm just uh, you know getting mm. excited about how you're excited. About I, it. I I I don't know. I, I I appreciate when anyone does anything to make Springfield look better. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate even if we're not crazy about but, what you did. At least we appreciate the effort. Thank, thank well, you. One of the other observations: sometimes you couldn't just find the answer to something. You couldn't Google it and get the answer in 10 seconds if you had a question you had to ask people you go to a library or to buy find an encyclopedia ah, that's what i was gonna tell you you had yeah. to look up everyone had an encyclopedia in your house you had to look up Britannica. an encyclopedia yeah. yeah you had to look it up look that yeah. up in your funking wagnalls yeah. <laughs> ah, look, look, look at you with the encyclopedia see is this part, is this part of the bit hey, I tomorrow do, i do 15 minutes on encyclopedia <laughs> jokes yeah but but it was also a lot of urban legend. You never really could find out what the truth no. is about.
about something. Remember, always the, there was always that girl in science class who took the swab with the toothpick on the inside of her cheek, and then they put it in the petri dish, and they found something that. Uh oh! I used to, she's popular with the boys. <laughs> I used to like when everyone would do the same project. It would be the volcano. Oh yeah, with uh, food coloring, the vinegar. baking soda, yeah, the vinegar, yeah, baking yeah. soda. Yeah, yeah, it was the same thing every year. Yeah, yeah. But did you ever hear that urban legend? What's that about taking the swab out of the mouth? No. You ever, you ever do the petri dish where you took the swab of your cheek and then you put it under the petri in the no. microscope and you had, you never yeah, did that. Yeah, I did that. I did yeah, that. Yeah. I didn't do that. What's did you not pay attention to that day? No, they did that with our private parts. Oh God. I went to Catholic school. <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh wait. <laughs> okay. Come on after the show tomorrow night, folks. We're gonna be at MGM yeah. Springfield. Hey, hey, oh, comedians. Have you seen these people? Yeah. Yeah, what's the deal with comedians? We got news next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. A few rain and Axe and Angle on Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome. Technicians get up to $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Oh, again, the best part of the show happening off the air. Whew. <laughs> then it comes back where I'm like, ha, ah, so anyways. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, there's all kinds of things going on uh, in uh, in the Springfield area. Why? Where what? is all my stuff? I don't know what. Wait, uh, well, what? Like news stories and things? Yeah. Y- yeah. I, uh, news and such. Oh, we got to talk about this couponing story. Two Massachusetts women used fake coupons to steal more than twenty six thousand dollars in products from Stop and Shop, and then sold the items at a discounted price, according to Plymouth County District Attorney Tim Cruz. Jacqueline White, 41, and Crystal Travis, uh, 41, both pleaded not guilty to larceny by false pretense by single scheme of larceny with or to induce parting with personal property. From March 10th until June 2nd, the women used the fake coupons to steal hundreds of products worth $26,547, uh, according to the DA's office. Some of the coupons were purchased through Facebook, officials claimed, but White and Travis also made the coupons, according to the district attorney. The coupons were high quality with barcodes and graphics that looked similar to real coupons. It's a pretty good uh, take. Well, you know, it's weird. I always have a little something to add to everything. Mm-hmm. Back one of my first jobs out of uh, college, I worked for a money order company, but we had a subsidiary company that was a coupon redemption. Uh, oh, company. okay. So, like, you know, when these supermarkets get coupons, they get bags and bags, they save them up, and then they turn them in, and that, they get reimbursed for the coupons. Well, coupon fraud of those fake coupons and photocopied coupons was a huge like a multi multi million dollar business and um apparently uh after 9/11 happened some of that they thought was financed with coupon fraud so like the government had sent in a whole bunch of people to uh check out the coupon fraud that we had to hmm. try to trace links to terrorism. There's always uh, something going on. Like, there's always somebody who finds a way Scheme to for fund, uh, so, uh, you know, any kind of, not just terrorism, but any kind of a crime ring in the weirdest way. Like, yeah. who would have thought that coupons would have been, like, this profitable business? But right. It is. But you can literally print money, and it's, and then it was, like, not... You could print money and then not get in the trouble that you would get in for printing money. You know, if you get caught with a counterfeit thing, you're looking at 20 years in jail. Counterfeit coupons. Right. Remember the triple coupons? 
Oh, Those yeah. Good. Do you ever watch that show, Extreme Couponing? Oh, yeah. Where they show the people? Yeah, I don't have the time to do that. They they're, they get negative, uh, they yeah. get money back at the grocery store for the stuff yeah, that they yeah, buy. Yeah, yeah, They go and they fill up three carts and they're like, we owe you $3.47. You know? Uh, yeah, I don't know yeah. about that. Can't so I can't it. say it. I, yeah, maybe it's maybe. maybe, maybe but, uh, well, anyway, there, give it to me, and I'll, I'll pass, pass it over. Pass it over. I should have brought my glasses. I you bring my glasses brought, yeah, every you day. You can't see yeah, a distance. There, yeah, there, there you go. go. That's, 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 that's the immediate that's thing the I thought of. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought of. <laughs> that's a great line. That yeah, we but can't it'll say. never be used. No. Ever. Never in public. Fresh picked from a field in Pennsylvania. Okay. Anyway. All right. See, I'm operating on a different level here, boys. I don't mean to brag, but. Well, I hope you use that as part of your five minutes. You oh, should. believe me. Yeah. Uh, just, wait, just wait till I do my Ovaltine bit. Uh, <laughs> children dressed as superheroes, a ghost, and one with an inflatable bat costume were running down the sidewalk trick-or-treating, but when they hit uh, Merrimack Street, they found one home dark and unwelcoming. This is in Springfield, by the way. Okay. While the children may have been disappointed to have to skip the house, the team of officers from the Handing County Probation Department were happy to see it looking forbidding since at least two men who live there are registered sex offenders. Oh. When uh, John Sandillo pounded on the door unannounced, said, Open up the door, bitch! This is Uber <laughs> Goober with the green tea! <laughs> it's the level three sex offender with the green tea! <laughs> when Sandillo pounded on the door unannounced, they could hear movement inside. A dog started barking, and after a few minutes, three men who are housemates and at least two who are on probation answered the door. Sandello greeted the men, at least one of whom he knew, and explained his team was just checking in with them to make sure they were following their conditions of probation and weren't <laughs> trying to draw kids to their doorstep on Halloween night. Well, that's pretty proactive and pretty smart, because that would be the door that you'd expect would be yeah. handing out the full-size candy bars, you know what I mean? We don't pass out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's nothing fun-size about what, about uh, what was being purported. One man who has been on probation for six years and is currently working to reduce his remaining sentence said, we don't pass out candy and the lights are off and the shades are drawn. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's nice no that? candy at this house, Wait. but uh, I do have a nice puppy in the van out there. Okay. Check it out. Right. God. Uh, we can't have candy here, he added, bringing a laugh from Sandillo, who said he didn't care if he had a Snickers bar or six as long as he didn't use it to draw children near his home. Uh, That's a very tough cop thing to say. Well, I don't care if you got a Snickers bar you got six of them. You're just not handing them out to the kids in town. Better not have a baby, Ruth. That's for certain. So goes... You know. <laughs> or a sugar daddy. Yeah. <laughs> so goes... Uh, operation lights out an effort to keep trick-or-treaters safe by having probation officers make surprise visits to registered sex offenders to make sure their front lights were not on. The effort started in uh, Fall River 19 years ago after an officer there read a sim about a similar operation in the Midwest and is spread across the state. In some counties, probation officers are joined by police, but in Hamden County, they just go out on their own, often visiting their own regular clients, said uh, Korea uh, Holland, the communications director for the state office. You know, that's a sometimes you see these uh, stings that the law enforcement does and you go, why you bother? You know, but that's one where you're like, it's brilliant. Mm -hmm. And it's a really good use of tax dollars. 
if you ask me. Yeah, it is. But uh, can you imagine being the sex offender thinking that you're giving away candy on Halloween and then a cop shows up and you're like, ooh, you're a big kid handing out <laughs> this candy. You're, sure, you're a little too old to be trick-or-treating, don't that's you think? A very, yeah. That's a very realistic uh, cost. Why do you mean put them behind my back? What are you talking about? Yeah, that, that gun and handcuffs and pepper spray looks real. <laughs> That's pretty good. The uh, team allowed uh, the Republican to join them on their rounds, which was a check of 22 men across the county from Holyoke and West Springfield to Springfield and Munson on the condition of the names of the probationers were not used. Oh, yeah. You went along on a ride-along. A ride-along for that? How many How many ride-alongs of sex offender houses do you need to go on before you go? Like, one would be enough. <laughs> We get to it. do the story, <laughs> yeah, and then you so. don't you don't have to like keep riding around. Yeah, in but the they were doing it because they were hoping to find one where the guy was violating the probation. I'm sure because then the story gets like a little bit of sizzle. Yeah, um, it's much more newsworthy, right? It absolutely right. is. But uh, they were out there. The visits are not always a success. Some refuse to answer the door and are hostile when they do. In several cases, the probationer simply wasn't home, and they left cards asking them to call, which one did about 30 minutes after they left. Uh, when they try, when they pulled up on a home on Pennsylvania Avenue in Springfield that was clearly a popular spot for trick-or-treaters, the walk was decorated with wood cutouts of ghosts, unlike most sex offenders' homes, which were not decorated. Still, the light was off, and a ghost inflatable was deflated. Aww. Somebody <laughs> must have... Somebody must have... It, maybe it was like one of those... Uh, like the sex offender, uh, like phone tree. Yeah. Like we, we, I, I, he came to my house. Uh, let's call the other five on the list here. I think once you've been They're required to register, that's yeah. when fis- yeah. that's when you stop being festive. They're all listed. This guy's uh, got an inflatable white van on his lawn. Yeah. Wow, that's a great. <laughs> that is something else. Look at this thing. He's pretty elaborate with all these decorations. <laughs> it's like he's almost trying to invite people over. Yeah. Uh, we have a guest coming in, so uh, we're going to wrap this up. We, uh, today, mix of rain and snow this morning with a high of 43. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 48. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. It's another packed hockey weekend as the Springfield Thunderbirds host the Belleville's Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 847 and the Rolling Stones of Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh-oh. Holiday shopping is upon us. Yeah. Already. You know, if uh, if you're like me, you do nothing but uh, get consumed with anxiety over it. But uh, you don't have to get too out of control. In the studio with us right now, uh, Michelle Worth from feelgoodshoplocal.com. It's good to see you. Good to see you, too. Nice to be here. Uh, good to have you here. Tell us more about Feel Good Shop Locally. We're focused on local businesses here throughout the area, right? Well, I have good news for you. Yeah. You now have an easy way to shop local. I don't know about you, but um, I find it sometimes a little bit difficult, time-consuming to shop local because sometimes I don't know where to go when I want to find something particular or unique. And now you now you have a one-stop shop, feelgoodshoplocal.com. And there's like, uh, like 50 stores that are involved in this, right? Yeah. So it's a one-stop shopping experience. We've got stores on the platform at about 50 and growing every week. So that's why it's like 50 plus. Um, And they're from Franklin, Hamden, Hampshire, Berkshire County, a little bit of Northern Connecticut. So you shop the region really yeah, and know that your money's staying local. Now you came up with this idea, uh, was it last year, the year before? Yeah. So we officially launched a year ago with the Big E. Right. So the idea behind this, I mean, obviously you're a local business owner too but the, the idea behind this is to give a lot of these smaller businesses exposure that they might not otherwise get absolutely what, yeah, so, what, what else went into the decision to do this so 
my I don't know people might know this story but in case they don't uh, my husband and I moved to this area about six years ago to open Mercedes-Benz of Springfield and we literally scraped together every dollar we had moved our family to put everything we had into this dream right to open right. this business and two years into it two and a half years into it we all know what happened the pandemic right. hit and it was scary I think at that time we didn't know what was going to happen yep. you know and um one of the and I happened to be like pick my head up and drive down downtown Northampton. I live in in Leeds, and I noticed that every other storefront was closed. And I went into an artisan gallery that had been there for like three or four decades, and they were having a liquidation sale. And mm. I literally had a visceral reaction to it. I got very sad because I could identify with that idea of an entrepreneur having a dream, wanting to make it a reality, and then forces outside their control not making it happen or feeling like they're all alone trying to like be an expert in everything, Yeah, you know? And yeah. so in that moment, I was like, oh my God, I'm part of the problem. I want to be part of the solution. I think every business owner should thrive that wants to, right? I think it's such an amazing idea because I, if, yeah, I mean, for me, when I, if given a choice between whether I would shop with a, a local vendor, local business owner, or... A, you know, a, a big box store or a large chain, I will always prefer to go to the local, the local person because I mean it exactly what yeah. you say. You know, it, it's it's hard to be owning your own business, but you want to support those that do have their own business, and, and especially since it's not only good for the economy. It's I mean, it's just good for for everybody. It's good, it for, good. good for employees. I mean, you know, you know, most people are employed by smaller businesses. You know, we sometimes tend to forget that it's not just the Fortune 500 companies that are that are uh, employing people, but it's the, it's the small guys, the little people that do it. It's, yeah. That seems great for the consumer, too, because I think one of the things, like they say, that's killing all the stores, right, is Amazon, right, that comes in. and they and But the only thing that really appeals to people about Amazon, I feel like, is the convenience of being able to go to a website and order what you need. Right. But now you're competing directly in that space where you know if you go to that website, it's it's local, right? You so know you're, it's local, And yeah. you're giving them a platform to compete on a on a larger scale. Absolutely. And, and you can't uh, – all the stores on the platform are individually vetted. We really um, pride ourselves on the personal touch and the customer experience. So, you know, part of the magic of shopping local, too, is knowing the people you're buying from and trusting who you're buying from and then being able to go back to them, you know, yeah, if – if you want to shop them again. And the thing with me, I know we have four kids. I have you know two jobs. And so <laughs> it's like I shop at night after I put yeah. my daughter to sleep, yeah. you know, or in the morning before I'm like running out to go to work or sometimes at lunch. And so it's I, I need online. I need the convenience yeah. of online shopping. But I always felt guilty not shopping local. So now it's like, oh, can put them together, right? Yeah, that's great. And, yeah. and, and while uh, this is obviously online, you can get a taste of this in person on November 28th, we're Giving Tuesday, right? Yeah. Tell us so a little bit a, about that event. Yeah, so we're putting t so on November 28th at Mercedes-Benz of Springfield, we're going to be pulling together, we have eight chambers of commerce that are partnering with us in this endeavor that are across the region, and we have EQ test drives and our Feel Good Shop local stores that will be selling in person at this event so you can get your holiday shopping on it's right in time right before hanukkah right before the holiday rush um and you know that you'll be supporting local uh also apparently there's a uh, there's a promo code that rock 102 uh, is uh, involved in that's rock 102 is the promo code you get 10 percent off your purchase absolutely 10 yeah. percent 
Yes, 10%. That's a big, that's a big yeah. fat amount is what really that is. Good. 10%. <laughs> Listen, anything for you guys. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 you say that now. You say that, but I know better. Um, but but no, I mean that's that's a very generous you know, offer you know, for you know, for small businesses to accommodate. Yeah. So it literally, it's come to the site. We want people to come and try it out. Um, and if this gives you a little bit of incentive and a push to do so, please please take advantage. Well, of it. It, it's it's cool because you can hear somebody go, "Hey, where did you get that thing?" Well, I, I got it from this boutique over in Longmeadow or something. But you live, you know, up in Northampton. Longmeadow's out of your way. But you can go right on the website and you go, hey, this thing is listed right here. I can go buy this and have it shipped to me by tomorrow. So it's pretty yes, convenient. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And um, listen, we're for for the we've been talking a lot about the consumer and it's yeah. super convenient for the consumer. There's a lot of benefits for the the small business owner. Oh, as who well, cares right? about the small business owner? Well, well I, I believe she does. No, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> a consumer. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for them, imagine you are trying to run a brick and mortar or you're trying to uh, run a marketing campaign. You know nothing about marketing, right? Or you don't have the budget that you know right. you need in order to get the word out. Now you're at part of a feel good shop local family, and you have the opportunity to get involved in things that maybe you couldn't do on your own, right? Yeah. So the biggie was one example. And this this shopping event is another. We're going to be opening up a, a pop up in downtown Springfield, and that's another example of them being able to shop and have their goods in multiple places at once, and not having to be in multiple places at once. That's a great that's idea too. Yeah. To have it all in one place for you to go. Yeah, pretty this, neat. This is a Michelle Worth from FeelGoodShopLocal.com. Again, uh, there's at least 50 stores. You say it's growing all the time. I think it's. I think once local businesses realize that this is something that's going on, they're going to want to jump on top of this because I mean, everybody benefits from something like this. Yeah, and that, it feels good. I keep throwing that in there. Yeah, yeah it does feel good. Feel good to shop local. It does feel good. That's what I was going to ask is if there's businesses listening, like are you adding businesses all the time to it? Is it Yeah, so- definitely. So you can go to feelgoodshoploclocom slash sellers and apply right there on the site. That's, oh, that's awesome. So cool. Michelle Worth, it's good to see you. Same. Absolutely. Thanks for coming in. It's uh, 855 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Live in concert, Saturday nights at 9 on Rock 102. Complete concerts from rock and roll's great performers. Bad company. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. <laughs> it's 9-12. You've got to stop pushing the microphone. It's too early. So dangerous. Anyway, it's uh, 9-12 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. <laughs> Marty Caproni is, uh, is here. Tomorrow night is the uh, Mayflower Marathon comedy night. Uh, it's very exciting stuff, and I guess uh, uh, tomorrow, uh, comedian Paul Verzi will be joining us. He'll be at uh, Loft this weekend. He's absolutely fantastic. He'll be there Friday, so uh, get your tickets at loftcomedyclub.com for him. Also, can I say one other thing, too? Yeah. If there's anybody out there that's looking for uh, a bartending job that has really good bartending experience, is a, is a good bartender, uh, we need them over there badly, and also line cooks. At Loft. At, uh, well, yes. Yeah, View Street Tavern uh, below Loft, yeah. Wow, you really sold the sizzle on that one. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's the most effort you're going to get out of it. You just kind of like peeled the curtain back and said, well, we have no staff, but it should be a good show for 20 bucks. <laughs> I, didn't didn't have, uh, I didn't say we have no staff. You need to fill some uh, some gaps. Uh, yeah. That, yes. Yeah. Yeah, all all of a sudden, we'll be showing up and you know, here's a can of beefaroni. Uh, knock yourself out. There's a microwave over <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. It's a popcorn. Enjoy the show. Yeah. Uh, hey, tomorrow, uh, Scott Zolak will be joining us also Thunderbird Thursday. 
Thursday. We'll have uh, more Iron Maiden tickets to give away and some stuff coming up on Friday, too, which is uh, mighty exciting. Oh, is the Friday going to be the after Thursday recap of the show? I guess so. It could be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy, maybe I'll even come in for uh, Are you going to be awake enough? Break? I know we're going to be tired after doing a show like that. It's going to be fun. Yeah, no, we're, we're, we're seriously going to be dragging on that one. Well, you know, there's two things. You can go home responsibly and go to bed right after the show, or you can stay at the crap table till 4 a.m., baby, and then uh, come right into work. You know who's going to be on the show Friday morning? Who? Marcus Camby. What? Yeah, Marcus Camby. Yeah, Marcus I love Marcus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's going to be on the phone with us uh, Friday morning. Marcus is great. Yeah. Uh, I remember his time at UMass. I met him uh, quite a few times. Well, there you go. He's going to be He's doing the thing with White Lion, and uh, we're going to be talking about that. That's awesome. Awesome. It's uh, 914 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's another Did You Know? No. No. From Rock 102.